Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Matt Taylor here with my good buddy. Kyle Amundsen. And today, we have a very special guest, Amy with a Y, in Hello. the house. So, I, w- I was over at Kyle's on Sunday, uh, or Saturday, actually, uh, for our our Stranger Things get-together. And, w- and we were talking about having you on. And uh, I said, "What what is Amy's last name? And, <laughs> and uh, um, Christine's like, with a Y. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's like... It's like with a with a with a something with a Smith or something like that. <laughs> I like I'm not a great reader. It took a minute. And when I see you, on, I never knew it was with the Y. I just thought it was like some weird foreign last name. That was intentional because just when, a little closer oh, to your mind. Oh, see, you yep, think I don't yep. know how to podcast? Um, when I started doing my podcast, my co-host and I just go by. Amy with a Y and Amy with an I because we don't want to be stalked oh, online. And okay. we're both named Amy, so that's part of our shtick is it's Amy with a Y and Amy with an I. Cute. But I made the decision once we started that that I would have to kind of go anonymous on Facebook to avoid creepers. Right, um, no. And I didn't want people finding where I live or... Why not? Any of our, creepy, uh, any of our so, creeper viewers out there... Uh, please don't stop. You me. can buy Amy's uh, information on our online store. Yes. Um, so if, yeah. it's, if it's for a reasonable We're just price. not giving away that content for free. Yeah. Yes. But no, I, I, I spelled it out that way because Facebook at the time was cracking down on fake last names. And oh. I'm like, well, I need it to look like it could be a real last name. So yeah, it's, it's well, fun when, when it clicks for people and they're like, oh. You, uh, yeah, you got one sucker who was like... You're not the only one. Yeah. <laughs> my, most of my friends have forgotten my real last name, which is hilarious, so... Yeah, I've never, I've no. never, I've never, I didn't grow up with any with a Y's. Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> that with a Y clan. I married into the with a Y's. <laughs> they, yeah, they're from the, they're from, they're up in Hackensack, a bunch of cousin yeah. fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds accurate. I have walked into other shops before and people just from knowing me on Facebook have gone with Amy with a Y. I'm like, oh my God, that scares me. If I That's would. great though. Like, it's cool it's to cool. have an established alias. It is. It's fun. I know. Why didn't we go with fake names? You're really should. Man, I mean, I've had to at so many points in my life. I don't really want to do it now. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, well, I think when you have, you know, I have kids and our podcast is mostly about atheism and, you know, liberal politics and we live in a rural area. We do. And so I don't uh, <laughs> want my children targeted because of the stupid shit I say online. So, yeah. We can swear on here, right? Oh, oh okay, no. <laughs> I heard he said cousin fuckers, so I think, we've, I think okay. we've... And you uh, you know that. You, you, I know. you watch the I show. I do. Oh, we've he said some horrendous cousin shit Cousin lover. Yeah. <laughs> yes, cousin lover. <laughs> Chicken lover. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was a great episode. Yes, so, it was. <laughs> so speaking of cousin fuckers... Mm-hmm. Yes. So we've got a lot of shit to cover today. Um, and it, now, do we have... It, it, right? I don't know. Anything, seen anything in the news lately? No, there I, has been um, a few things. I was just going to say it has been quite some time since we've sat at a table together. Yes, and um, I got uh, I've had a few people like kind of confront me about that and be like, "Hey, we're," you know, and um, and I just it makes me feel really good that there are people out there that like really mm-hmm. want to actually sit there for three hours and listen to us talk I, about nothing. I've been watching your YouTube page because I like to, like I said before, I'll sit in my living room and work on crafts or the ADHD makes me do 25 things at once. Oh, yeah. But so I like to listen to your show in the background and I've been refreshing going, come on, you guys. 
Well, What's the next that one is coming out? that is really good to hear. And yeah. um, go fuck yourself. Okay, um, you too. You know? <laughs> but like, I had to explain this to to someone a while ago that yeah. like 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 hey, I we Kyle and I a hundred percent love that you guys watch and that you mm-hmm. want us to put out content but we 100 percent don't do it for Aren't you doing it for you um, yeah. and it's just been a beautiful summer yeah. so far and uh yeah. we've been busy and, and we've still got fun. to like do shit like do projects and hang out together and shit so like we haven't really needed this in order to get together you which know, is kind of how it, it started it is <laughs> it is true that once you've moved to town the the impetus for us to like the only time we'd ever see each other is when we do the podcast so it was a lot a yeah. lo- little bit more um, but we still appreciate that you watch and I'm sorry that it's been so long sorry not sorry get your shit together yeah. I mean come on um, but there ha- and also it's been a really like like slow news three months yeah <laughs> nothing now. has really happened <laughs> um, nothing's changed you know uh, nothing big nothing major this nothing, week's nothing been about. a <laughs> this week's been a real yeah yeah um and you know what? I've discovered that, like, as much as I spent a lot of time, like, trying to not be inflammatory and not argue on Facebook and stuff like that, mm-hmm. after the last couple of days, I realized how much I miss that. Oh, I love doing Just it. Just mixing it up on Facebook? Well, yeah. Or I haven't least, noticed at all that you haven't been inflammatory. Or, or at least, like, just lighting, like, like, like you know, maybe throwing some sparks you know like maybe kindling a little just, fire and then I stepping f- I back i feel like you usually just push the dumpster out into the alley <laughs> leave some matches and some lighter fluid and be like hey i don't know what you guys are gonna do with this you like, do kind maybe. of have a dumpster page a little i bit. do i saying, do and, well look at i mean like my my friends list is full of like outrageous mm-hmm. you know like rabid hillbilly cousin fuckers and like um, some unhinged there's some unhinged liberals on there mm-hmm. and like it's a really nice mix um, and every once in a while like <laughs> like I'll be arguing and, and someone will uh, accuse me of uh, of just listening to my echo chamber and I'm like oh fucking my like mm-hmm. you don't know about my life you don't know about the way I you know what I do on Facebook and shit you know like that's fucking ridiculous well, because besides that like to me my facebook page i don't give a shit if it's an echo chamber because that's i like to be on it and i like to converse with the people who are my friends i'm not there to listen Sorry, to stupid my phone off. Trying to- bullshit that i don't want to listen to so like i i can get others i i have a few friends that are conservative still and i let them stay around because they don't act like assholes towards my friends, um, which is, I don't care how people talk to me, but once they start attacking my friends, that really pisses me off. But I'm kind of the yeah. opposite. Like, I don't care what you say to those fuckers, <laughs> but don't talk shit to me. Yeah, be nice yeah. to me. You know, I, uh, on your the last post that you put up, was that just this morning about, um, about the church? Oh, yeah. Um, demolishing a couple houses. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, and I wanted to bring that up, too, because, like, and and you know like it's it's you know like I like I stated it's it's none of my business you know like it's their property whatever, but when a church like when you got like eight thousand like homeless families in our state, which is a small small number because of the die because of the winter die off, <laughs> but uh, um, and then you've got a church bulldozing a couple like kicking people out of those houses. They were renting those were, they rentals were rentals that they had right, you yeah. know just more income for the church. I don't know if that's taxed or not, but whatever. It's Again, none of my business. Uh, um, maybe it is my business as a taxpayer, but whatever. Um, 
so like they booted those people out because they needed to tear those houses down to make a bigger parking lot. Is that not what Jesus would do? It is exactly is what, what Jesus saying? would do. Um, he was big on pork on, 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 uh, on parking uh, lots. Parking general, lots, yeah. yeah. Um, even though, so like, he could have parked anywhere because, as we know, uh, uh, Jesus drove a Honda. Right. Um, like, what is that? Come to your come, come to you not of my own accord. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, stupid, stupid Honda <laughs> jokes. Oh, Jesus, Jesus really hated poor people. I feel like that's what I <laughs> yeah. Get. yeah that's yeah. kind of what I get from so. the the old Bible. So, like, I posted uh, about uh, you know, t- you know, like, it's a weird flex for a church to just tear down a couple of houses. Also. Like it's really like rental, like rental property is like at a premium. Oh, yeah. Never seen it here in like this. town, and I mean anywhere. Bad. Yeah, and you have to deal with that all the time. That's I mean in my day job, that's like what I do is help people get into apartments. And, and we're just gonna bulldoze a couple of fucking houses, mm-hmm. you know. And and really, it's a church. Like like I live across the street. I'll tell you, like there's only a couple of hours out of the fucking week that, that parking lot is full. You know, right? Yeah. Um, but fuck your houses. <laughs> Get the fuck out. This is becoming a parking lot. Whatever. Like I yeah. said, their property. What I thought was um, interesting was somebody said, posted on a comment on that and said, um, ooh, you better check your friend's count after this post. And I was like, hmm, you know, if somebody hasn't unfriended Kyle by now, <laughs> like really, there's, yeah. there's not much more you can do to get rid of them. I feel like people know who you are on Facebook at this point. It's right? Like, it shouldn't be... Like, I, I'm a known commodity, right? Like... I mean... Like, you're going to get some fucking off-color jokes, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, my sense of humor is sophomoric. You know, there's going to be plenty of, like, dick and fart jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, some There's some, some crossover there. But, uh, you know, and then <laughs> you're going to get, like, occasional political stuff, you know? like And then with, with even the political stuff, you is know? Like, like, so what, what is some crossover dick about the, some like, I, like I didn't some really like, have anything in like mind. Like shitty just, dick jokes? That was just a, that was just a, I thought that was just a funny thing to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, I find men love those jokes. Man, for sure. I'm willing to speak on behalf of all women and generalize about all men when I say that... You guys need to just stop. They're not that funny. Oh, you know, not um, for you guys, but for us. I mean, we love saying. it. My sense of humor, like as much as like, uh, like my hair's gone gray and I've gotten fat. I've always been kind of fat, but like, <laughs> I'm getting fucking old. But my sense of humor is still 11 years old. Yeah, which, mm. yeah, that's that's that tracks. For most <laughs> I, mean, I am I am married. I've been married for 21 years. And my husband's favorite thing to do is watch anime. Oh. And I cannot, I can't deal with anime. And when I hear it in the background, <laughs> sometimes I'll just look at him and say, are you a 14-year-old girl? Like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. What? It, there's all this dramatic music and all these. And so- he looks up at you in his Sailor Moon costume <laughs> and gives you the finger. Yeah. So, so this is going to be a real conundrum yeah. for you, Amy. So mm-hmm. when you guys get divorced... Mm-hmm. Um, Yep. You're going to have to decide if you're actually going to legally change your name to with a Y. Oh. And if you do, mm-hmm. then people won't be able to track you down to stock you. That's so it's a really a point. challenge. Ooh. Yeah, I mm. hadn't even thought about that. Cut I've, I've mostly nundrum. been thinking about where to hide his body. Because mm. I watch a lot of true crime. So oh. He's made sure that both of our kids know that if he is ever found dead... They need to alert the police to their mother. Like, yeah. we've all, like, you're a tr- true crime fan. Oh, I love you're a true crime fan. Well, or at least have been. Watched a lot. Uh, Christine has watched. I've, I've listened to a lot because of Christine when we listen to that shit on road trips and stuff. So here's my question. Mm-hmm. Why the fuck are, do people still get caught for murder? I don't know. With all the resources available. I don't like, know. How do you not know how to pull off a perfect murder? 
Like, they must there's be so people much... who don't watch Dateline is all I can figure out. Uh, um, or Netflix or, or Netflix. like I mean there are people who don't like true crime, which I don't understand, but if you've watched any amount of true crime and you know that DNA exists, come on. <laughs> you it's know not, in all fairness it's not rocket science. I guess the people that don't like I mean the people that don't like true crime stuff are clearly the people that are out committing real crimes. So True. I mostly don't like real crime, actually. I like, though, and I don't think, I think that it's kind of been put in the true crime genre, but it's not really, doesn't really belong there. But like um, In the Dark, uh, mm-hmm. where they got into the whole Curtis Flowers um, oh, yeah. uh, trial. Um, but that's more like, you know, uh, Innocence Projects kind of, you know, take. It's, but I just, I, I'm, I'm not interested at all in serial killers or like, you know, weird murders that part doesn't interest me i feel me, like but. we've you know my friends and i have talked about this a lot because it's women seem to have a reputation for really liking true crime even more so than men do yeah which seems and weird i think i my theory is that you know as a woman when you're again speaking on behalf of all women, all women yes um when you're watching that kind of thing and you see you know well this man you know ted bundy followed these women into the parking lot and he asked and you think to yourself well i would never do i would never walk by myself in a parking lot and so you you feel like it's almost like you feel like safer somehow like i know all the things not to do because that guy could kill me so now Hmm. i don't know it's it's this weird mental thing where it makes you feel a little bit safer because of the way my brain works when you were talking about that walking Mm -hmm. through a parking lot I I just had this fucking like like we should do skits because I just had this goddamn <laughs> more like, just this this yeah. little scene mm-hmm. like where this guy this killer is like creeping up on this lady <laughs> in a parking lot and she gets close to him and she's like would you fuck off I'm trying to listen to this true crime podcast and he fucking scurries away you know and I'm like oh that's a good yeah strategy. like that's, that's how a, that works I think a lot of it's just honestly fascination with the macabre um, just like with everything else the weird thing is I don't like fake. Like I hate gory movies. I do not like scary movies. I don't like being most of that scared. shit insults your intelligence anyway. But yeah, that a big part of the true crime thing is trying to figure out what's going on inside people's heads. Like it's so foreign to me to want to go out and murder twenty five people, maybe one or two. <laughs> but thinking about the psychology of it is what's really fascinating. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's so and yeah, I guess that mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. As, yeah. But I am interested in like I loved making a murderer, mm-hmm. uh, that Netflix um, show. Yep. That's but again, it. that's about somebody who didn't commit the crime, mm-hmm. and at, at least, yeah, unless you're well. And I love. I mean, the Innocence Project type stuff. I love watching that because, yeah. and honestly, it makes me feel good that maybe we're making some progress. We. We throw way too many people in jail. We convict too many innocent people. Yeah. Um, and so I, that kind of stuff, I love watching because I, I like to. I, I loved know. the I loved the Cur- Curtis Flowers mm-hmm. one, um, and that was so cool because it was almost happening real time because it ended up yeah. going to the Supreme Court. And actually, what's the Ka- uh, Kavanaugh right mm-hmm. uh, in the Supreme? I was like, I was like, huh. He wasn't. I mean, he did. He did. He wrote the majority opinion in that in that case, and like he didn't sound like a complete fucking idiot. It's about the extent of what I know about Kavanaugh, other than uh, watching the Saturday Night Live bits back when he was running. Really likes to drink and grope women. Exactly those things. Um, So like pretty much all around a good guy is really what I'm coming up with. That's the the vibe I'm getting. 
I feel like, again, as a woman, he's the kind of guy that we really want to hang out with is somebody who just does not respect women Right. At all. That douchey and, frat boy vibe and right. stuff. Right. I love the douchey frat boy. So vibe. I have a really um, like a serious question for you, okay. Amy, for for like because you can speak for all women. Yes. If I hear what you're saying and mm-hmm. I think that you are being um facetious. Mm-hmm. However, why is that mm-hmm. so fucking true then? So why does it mm-hmm. seem like those are the dudes that so many women want to hang out with? You know, it's an age-old question that I don't quite know how to answer because, you know, I have been thinking a lot. I, you guys talk a lot about toxic masculinity and, you know. You mean masculinity? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I've been kind of kicking around in my head. There is, as somebody who is attracted to men, there is something to the idea that you want this protector or that those masculine traits, you want somebody who is looking out yeah, for you. Yeah, assertive like, and confident. There. That's just in your brain. That's part of our lizard brains. That's what we are looking for. And we, a lot of us like rich people. I hate to mm. say that, but listen, I'm not going to turn down a rich dude if he's good looking. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think it's overblown a little bit, honestly. I don't think most women go for you, you must You don't you don't um, work in a bar? No. Uh, that's probably my hmm. problem. Yeah, I think that's, that's your problem because that really is a case study in I will, douchery. I will tell you a secret about women in bars and douche bros. Um, the thing I met my husband in a bar, because that's what you did back then. And the thing that intrigued me about him was that he was the first person who said no when I came up and said, will you buy me a drink? Because that's just what we did. My friends and I would go and we'd be like, these dudes are fucking stupid. We'll just You would just walk up to them and go, are you going to buy me a drink? And they'd go, okay. And then you'd leave. And we never felt bad because we were like, they can say no. They're just not saying no. And so we get to drink free all night. When I met my husband, I literally walked up to him and said, so are you going to buy me a drink? And he just said, no. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Huh. And I was like, interesting. Challenge accepted. <laughs> like, he... That's a humble flex. But, like, we it's really... Even, it's we, like, it's actually even a technique, though. We that are terribly used. behaved at bars as yes. women. Um, we really do take advantage of men. <clears throat> I feel like it's the universe's way of balancing out stuff, maybe. Mm. Like, we get... Uh, domestic violence is by far perpetrated against women more often so maybe we get free drinks out of the deal and that's huh. just I, I mean know. good trade I mean right. and yeah I don't know I yeah, can't. It, it it always has blown my mind. I mean, we've talked mm-hmm. many times on the show about dick pics and how I think it is Ugh, like the most gross. ridiculous thing in the world. Yeah. And I was talking to a buddy of mine uh, at, at Jitsi. It's because like, your dick doesn't like, have the right he, costumes. That's it. Well, basically, he's like, dude, the thing on dick pics is so stupid. I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, they fucking work. And I was like, no, they do not. No, they don't. Um, no. Well... According to him, they do, and um, I, I have a tendency to believe him. Like that's the thing is, it's like but it's, it's like it's kind of a numbers game. But like solicited or unsolicited. Well, I don't know. I'm I don't I'm not in. I don't. I wasn't. Didn't interview him about it. He was just like, yeah, the whole thing about not sending dick pics. Super stupid. You should send as many as you can. No, no, no. And no. I was like, no, not hey, true. I a hundred percent agree with you. <laughs> not true. But I am not 100% sure. See, that's the point in the conversation that. where you have to like get the info, where you're just like, all right, let's see it. Would you like me to tell you what we women are doing with all of those dick pics? 
Um, oh, definitely circulating them. Circulating them and making fun of them and talking to each other about these fucking dudes sending us pictures of their dicks. That we A solicited dick pic is much different. I do know some women who like to get a solicit. Yeah. If they ask for a picture of your dick, feel free to send it. Um, but if you're I'm gonna just go having no a conversation and then you just send somebody a picture of your, or even on a dating, nobody wants to see your dick. It's not that great. <laughs> I promise you, nobody wants to now, look at it. Now, as you Kyle know. is famous no. for saying, you know, unless mm-hmm. it's in the right costume. That is true. I mean, if you that could be really intri- creative about it. Me. If know. it were in a little yeah. clown costume, that <laughs> might be fun. Um, no, I've talked, I do know a few women who do like getting dick pics, but again, only if they are solicited. I don't know a single person who gets an unsolicited dick pic and goes, yeah, that's the guy I want to hang out I, with. I even find, and I'm a prude, I think that is, I think we've I mean, established that, yeah. but I really am a prude, and, and I don't even like unsolicited sexy pics no. from women. I think that's yeah. like, like, what the fuck, put that shit away, yeah. and... Uh, we're not at that not. point yet. I don't need to see it. it, it I don't think we ever get to that point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I haven't dated since the George W. Bush administration, so I'm not one to talk. I haven't had to do online dating. I, most, you know, of my, most of my information comes through my co-host, who prolifically internet dates. Cause she oh, got really? divorced a few years ago, and she hopped right on Tinder and was just... But I'm in a few groups, mainly atheist groups for women, and they will talk about their own experiences with online dating, and it sounds horrific, um, and none of them want to see your unsolicited dick pic. Like, they just don't. I'm kind of mad that, like, I came up after the time of Tinder and stuff, because I feel like I could have used Tinder to, like, Tinder, I feel like I would have used that shit to my advantage, yeah. Instead, I had to, like, do shit the old-fashioned way, and, Amy always tells me it's like video games, but with men. And it's, nice. you just can swipe, and it's like playing the most fun video game ever. So, like, I spent uh-huh. a, a few years of my life single in my 40s, and it it fucking sucked. Yeah. I, I, like, I do not I found that to be friend. just, like... Oh, well, especially in our area. I mean, the dating oh, scene God. in our area is, like, I mean... The single the, women you, Like, I know swimming here. in a fucking cesspool. I mean... Yeah. All the single women I know who are friends of mine who live here have all widened their search area at least to the twin cities because they're if you just search for the dudes around here especially the dudes that are on a dating app that are you know sending you dick pics sending you dick pics (laughs) yeah nobody wants that (laughs) is there a dating app where you can just cut out the middleman and use your dick pic as your profile picture probably i mean one would think like yeah, what's that Christian one? Um, oh, <laughs> ChristianSwinger.com. Plenty of fish. Yeah. No, uh, no. It, well, maybe it's Farmers both of only? those things. No. no, it's the really big one. I don't know. What? I thought Plenty of Fish was the Christian one. Um, like I use Christian. No, I'm, it is fucking. But though I'm not saying Plenty of Fish isn't Christian. I have no yeah. idea. But what? Uh, eHarmony. Oh. E-Harmony. Oh, is that explicitly yes. Christian? I, well, no, it's not explicitly Christian, but the organization's uh, very Christian, and they, okay. they, they were pretty famous. And now, um, we're spitballing here, so this may <laughs> or may not have any basis in fact. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you go. But I believe they're the, they were the first ones that wouldn't allow um, gay profiles. Oh. Yeah. And that was like a that was like a big and this was uh, quite a few years ago. But I remember Joe Rogan telling a story about how he he got an eHarmony uh 
sponsorship when he was pretty new in the podcasting and he was like oh fucking cool and they were gonna pay good money and he was like awesome and he like never he doesn't at well at least when in the in the early days he didn't read copy he just like was like he would just tell people to buy yeah. whatever product it was and in eHarmony he had one one they sponsored him for one podcast because he was like he was like want to get your dick sucked everybody <laughs> likes to get the dick sucked <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, eHarmony. Just fucking get it on there. Just say, hey, "Want to get my dick sucked?" And that, and they were like, "Uh, no, absolutely not." And they they pulled his ad after. I, I thought mean, that was funny. I searched for that ad for that him actually mm-hmm. saying that for fucking and hours and hours. Exist. Well, it probably does exist, but mm-hmm. he's got you know thirty seven hundred podcasts that date yeah. back for however long and now a lot of them are missing so you know we do a lot of shit to get to you know yeah i've because i've tried to scour like yeah I've, I've, I've searched for shit on joe rogan's show before and i'm but i'm not willing to watch that much joe yeah, rogan to fuck, or listen to that I much can. joe rogan to get that shit i i maintain that joe rogan is the gwyneth paltrow for men the what the gwyneth paltrow for men do you know who Gwyneth Paltrow is? Yeah, and except Goop, why is she? Is she? Oh, so so she's good for women, or she's no, she's a no, 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 no. something. She good? sells a lot of new agey bullshit to women that they don't need, mm. and um, she she puts forth a lot of theories that aren't true and where, make no sense. But where, in in what where in where though does she have her own podcast or is she? No, she has, I haven't her, own heard em- shit she has from her own empire. I, so I'm not. It's more that Joe Rogan uh, throws out a lot of alternative ideas out yeah. there, and a lot of them are stupid. Agreed. And uh, totally, a hundred percent agree. I think even he would agree. I, I feel like I spend a lot of my time uh, defending Joe Rogan, <laughs> and you um, really shouldn't. You uh, know? Well, actually, <laughs> the thing is, I don't have to. I mean, the guy has like mm-hmm. a gazillion followers and mm-hmm. is like you know pretty much bulletproof. But I think one of the reasons why he says so much stupid shit is because he says so much shit. Like, he sits there and has three-hour-long yeah. podcasts with people, and in that I, time is just talking shit. They're not—it's just a conversation. It's not—it's not—so, like, and then people pull out things that he says, and mm-hmm. of course they're fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Well, he's high as giraffe pussy. Like, and many yeah, times he's high as giraffe you know, pussy. Yeah. I mean, my my biggest problem with Joe Rogan is just the platform that he gives to people who have been fully discredited and people who put forth, to me, dangerous ideas. Like yeah, Jordan yeah. Peterson, he lets. Oh, see, I fucking on. love Jordan Peterson. No, no, no. We can't love talk. Love Jordan Peterson. We we talk about Jordan Peterson pretty often. I, Jordan no. Peterson Huge is the Deepak Chopra for straight <laughs> well, white men. Um, I used to like. I I enjoyed some Jordan Peterson, you know. Um, Then I was like, oh, no, he's a douchebag. And then I can't even be mean to him because he's, like, fell apart. And now he's so, like, a a crumbled husk of his former... Is he crying every fucking well, like, every time he gets yeah, in front no, of the camera? Yeah, he kind of cries a little bit. So, I mean, so do you, and not that there's anything wrong with crying. It's just that, like, when you have weird breakdowns at inopportune no, times yeah. and, like... No, I, 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 mean, I hear what you're saying. fucked up, you know. Actually, I, I, have, a, I have a friend uh, who... Like he had a um, he had a seizure and then a bad accident and like had kind of may, probably had a traumatic brain injury during it and then and and yeah now every time I talk to him it's like I love the man but I'm like God damn I have to endure the crying it's a little uh, you know but um, is yeah. it true that he like had himself put into a medically induced coma yeah to 
Okay, so like so when you do that, pull yourself up by your bootstraps, all that bullshit, and then you go, and then you have to be put into a medically see, induced coma. So, to, so like so what, so what happened? And I not don't want to speak on his behalf exactly, um, but he his wife died, and it was or did she die? I can't remember if she died or was going to die. Super was super tragic, very stressful, and he was having a hard time with it. He ended up being prescribed. Um, uh, benzos, you know, mm. whatever. Ended up um, taking them to help with his anxiety and depression, which he had struggled with his whole life. Ben- benzos are uh, apparently fucking incredibly addictive, and oh, yeah. the withdrawal from them is Bad. almost like fatal. Mm-hmm. And he ended up like that's why he fell mm-hmm. apart. Was he was like because he was like trying to get off the benzos, and they ended up. That ended up fucking him up really bad, and then he ended up having to get him put into that mm-hmm. induced coma. And now he's like on a, you know, on a, uh, I don't know, uh, crusade to try to get people to understand how bad these benzos are. But, I mean, yeah. my main problem with Jordan, and I am not an avid Jordan B. Peterson follower. Like I don't read everything that I've read enough of his shit to. But his his first, I may be mistaken. But the thing that made him kind of rise to prominence mm-hmm. was the Canadian, because he's Canadian, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So he was he's very a pro- Canadian professor. He was very, very angry about pronouns and trans well, people. Actually, and that is not that's a mischaracterization of what actually happened. Okay. What he was upset about mm-hmm. was that the Canadian government mm-hmm. passed a law mm-hmm. saying that you, as a professor, mm-hmm. are required by law mm-hmm. to use whoever's preferred pronouns person's mm-hmm. preferred pronouns okay and he said no so he wanted to be a dick maybe well, I don't but know. what that he wanted exhausting. to do like, was he wanted to say you cannot mm-hmm. pass a law mm-hmm. infringing on speech you cannot mm-hmm. tell me or you cannot tell anyone any professor that they are com- that it's compulsory mm-hmm. for them to do for them to do something like this. But why that issue? Why is that Actually, the issue that... So, so this is... It's a good question, Amy, but I don't mm-hmm. believe mm-hmm. that that was the hill Jordan B. Peterson mm-hmm. went to die on. Mm-hmm. He just took a stance against it mm-hmm. and it projected him to superstardom. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a, a total Streisand effect uh, sure. in the, uh, for that issue because... The last thing in the world, people who were on the side of um, that uh, forced censorship mm-hmm. or um, compulsory speech, mm-hmm. the last thing they wanted to do was make Jordan B. Peterson fucking famous, mm-hmm. but they did. So well, the pronoun I- issue is not, it's not that he, and I'm, again, not Jordan um, and, and mm-hmm. don't want to speak for him, um, but it wasn't so much that he was against somebody having alternative preferred pronouns mm-hmm. what he was against was the compulsory speech from uh whatever now is it uh, something that's uh, kind of like uh, uh to me it's like you know call people whatever the fuck they want to be called i mean you know mm-hmm. like what's the big deal but i also am not in favor of the idea that the that the government gets to tell us what we can and cannot say now it's different if we're talking about hate speech but we're not talking about hate speech we're talking about we're talking about somebody's preferred pronouns and there's it it's 
it's fucking hard to do. Now, in my day job, I work in social services. Not, mm-hmm. I'm not a social worker, but I work in, a, in, in social services. And we are obviously very um, well, fucking woke, I guess is the only <laughs> way to say it, in, in that industry. And, and, and I get it. Yeah, try to be inclusive. Um, and, and even in that world, it is difficult mm-hmm. to, frankly, fucking remember that this person wants to be called they them um you know like this person is gender fluid so you have to fucking ask them Mm -hmm. like and it's like okay like but and and a lot of people change their pronouns more than they change their fucking underwear well yeah exactly like and i want to be respectful like that Mm -hmm. it's just that like there's a difference between like me being respectful about it and then or and expecting me to be keeping track Mm -hmm. you know like um if somebody corrects me, then I'm going to do my best. If right. somebody gets mad at me because I haven't kept track well enough, mm-hmm. they can go fuck themselves. Right. And I, so when I hear that entire argument about, you know, it's not about trans people, it's about the forced speech, that really feels to me like it's the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. I mean, mm. I hear what you're saying about the forced speech, but the forced speech is in regards to trans people. And people's fear around I don't even know how to word this correctly it's to me it's not that hard to you know I know a lot of trans people for some reason on our show we have a lot of trans listeners and I'm not sure how that happened like we we started looking at who the demographics were that listened to us and it turned out to be a lot of trans women and not be I don't think we've done anything that to court that particular demographic but it's been nice to get to know a lot of them and to hear their points of view on it. And most of them will tell you that in the real world, when you're interacting with one of them, when you're talking to somebody, when you're in a college situation, they don't expect everybody to remember exactly what their pronouns are at all times. It's more of a, if they've, you know, if, if my name's Amy I, and I've right. told you my name's Amy and you say, hi, Karen, every time you see me, right? eventually that's going to get old and piss me off because I've told you. Right. That, but most of them are very, very willing to just move on with their day to correct you and say, no I'm sorry, I go, by, I go by they, them. There's a on. huge difference, though, between respecting somebody's, respecting somebody's mm-hmm. pronouns mm-hmm. and having the government compel you sure. to respect sure. somebody's pronouns. And I don't know enough uh, about Canadian law to know if that was something that was just in uh, place yeah. in universities. Well, it was, it was just that. in universities. But uh, the it was, law is laid down by the Canadian president, who is actually the moose with the strongest antlers. That is how that Canadians are ruled. That makes uh, sense. That's Canada. I mean, I feel like, to me, they're... Actually, Justin Bordeaux is kind of hot. It, it feels like there is a difference between... You know, the government saying in colleges, in public universities where we welcome everybody, we are going to start using the pronouns and names that people tell us they want to be called. I mean, that's it's not if we find you at Starbucks and you use the wrong pronouns, we're sending you to jail. I'm not. I I can't even disagree with you on that. I mean, all I'm saying is that's the issue that Jordan B. Peterson mm -hmm. got so famous for, Mm -hmm. not 
his hatred for trans people. Mm-hmm. Right? But like, you, can you see how it sounds like it's hatred for trans people when that's the I issue can he's willing see to that, yeah. really Again, really not the about? not the not the issue he wanted to die on, mm-hmm. just the one that he ended up getting famous because that he spent a lot of time on to be fair well when he when he came out uh, and said look i'm not i am not willing to accept compelled speech by the government mm-hmm. it turned into a huge thing mm-hmm. he was very passionate about not letting the government compel speech mm-hmm. in that light it's very hard to argue i don't think the government should compel speech i don't either but do you think that if it were an issue where the government was trying to say, okay, on college campuses, we're no longer going to allow use of the term Nazi, or we're not going to let you call students Nazis or something, if there was some other issue that was not involving transgender people, just something entirely different that was still about then, speech, then do you I think, think he would have been as angry about I, it? And I, don't, I don't know if he would have been as angry mm-hmm. about it, but I certainly know that, that the left wouldn't have tried to crucify mm-hmm. a liberal uh, is he uh, liberal? He's, he's far more liberal than than well. than. Uh, I mean, again, liberal is a, a weird word. Yeah, because well, but do you mean liberal? Do you mean classically it liberal? It I mean, do you mean a lot of things? But uh, it's but like that. That's not the fucking Nazi we need to worry about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, no. I'm and not, I feel like we do this. I don't think anybody thinks he's the worst threat to oh, humanity. Oh, man, you should go on. You should <laughs> go on Twitter sometime. But he's kind of a dick. But See, again, and, and I think world. he's amazing. I've listened to hundreds of hours of Jordan B. Peterson. Um, and actually, oddly enough, I wanted to talk a little bit about the mm-hmm. religion aspect, too. But one of the things that I most have enjoyed of him was a pretty deep dive Bible study, uh, which uh, is very interesting because... Mm-hmm. Um, I have, you know, no, um, you know, no Christian faith, mm-hmm. but the, it was really interesting because it, it made sense of kind of the, the, and I'm going to do a horrible job trying to explain <laughs> it. Like, here's my pitch for listening to this because it makes yeah. no sense at all, but mm-hmm. it um, did a very good job explaining how these stories and allegories, how they become kind of part of our culture mm-hmm. he does a great thing about pinocchio and how mm-hmm. and like basically how pinocchio is just a, is just another and it's interesting how these themes continue to be put out you know throughout the throughout the uh uh course of our history and i found it incredibly interesting um and but now does that mean that i think that i agree with Every no, I mean I don't. But I don't have to. I don't have to agree with no. what somebody with every aspect of what somebody says to no. uh, enjoy, it. especially right. somebody like that. You know that like I've listened to stuff where I'm like, wow, you know, like I've never, I didn't think about it that way. That's brilliant. Um, then again, I've heard him be a really, you know, fucking uh, intellectually dishonest uh, douchebag too, and I'm like, fuck that, you know, like. Um, and then of course, like at this point, when I look at his. <laughs> like what's happened to him over the last like five ten years or whatever now i'm like okay now you've been outed as kind of a fucking hypocrite you know and, See, and i still and so you, you say know, that like, kyle but i don't find that where where are you finding him being a hypocrite um you know that whole uh like like his whole thing about uh uh like like uh, when you think when you talk about like person when you're when you're beating up personal responsibility all the time and like and like this is what you need to do these are all the things that you need yeah, to do clean your room. to yep. get yourself yep. out of this like blah 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 you know like just you know clean your room you know like like you know start like get, get some exercise blah blah 
get into a medically induced coma because you can't kick your habit like every, like everybody else. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's just me. We're not talking about we're, we're, not, we're not talking about me. But like I, fucking, I, I, I don't I'm just I like, don't Ugh. think anywhere in in uh, uh, the whole clean your room thing was there was don't get medical attention for uh, for that's somebody. not medical attention. I mean, it's a medical procedure. He, he would have like, died died without it. Do you think so? Yeah, no, yeah, he was he was like, well, whatever. You look into it. I don't. I feel like I'm on the I, like I have to be uh, uh, defending Jordan Peterson, but I I, yeah, I do not I, find the hypocrisy in it. I have yet to come up with that. Um, I'm not nearly qualified to debate Jordan, just because I'm sure you've listened to quantity-wise so much more from right. him than I have. I have seen small things right. that I don't like. Of course. That put me off, that make me not oh, willing to listen to everything he says. But so when somebody is, when somebody it, has tons and tons of stuff out, sure. it's, e- it's, it's easy enough to, you know, kind of cherry sure. pick through things that are, and I mean, you, you can do the same thing with Rogan. And people yeah, do often. You can do that with anybody. Um, yeah. You can do I that mean, with if me. they I have a whole lot of stuff out there. I said five years ago and be ashamed of the things that I said five years ago and yeah you can pull anything out of context I do feel like Twitter well, I don't really know that it's necessarily out of context mm-hmm. I think some of the stuff I mean we can talk like the Rogan thing when mm-hmm. with the n-word video that was a, yeah, literally in my opinion compl- like a like a like a whole issue of context yeah. but many of the things Joe Rogan says mm-hmm. is just are just fucking idiotic because mm-hmm. he's kind of an idiot that doesn't have anything to do with whether or not I like it. And what I really like about Joe is that I have had, he has turned me on to some just incredible people where I never would have been introduced with to them any other way. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, I, that I like conversations. I, so to kind of tie this into what's been happening this week, um, there is still so much, sexism and anti-feminism going on in the world and in this country and so I feel like I'm extra sensitive to people who have a platform who really feel the need to just rag on feminism or on trans people or like there are bigger issues in the world than shitting on people who already are shit on quite a bit at the Um, same time I don't know uh, at the same time, I feel like there are bigger issues in the world than identity politics and shit like that. Sure. I feel like one of the big, one of the things that nobody's talking about, mm-hmm. uh, particularly like on kind of on our side of things, mm-hmm. um, nobody nobody is really saying, oh, you know who's really responsible at the end of the day for us or for this? Mm-hmm. Fucking we are. Oh, I, um, I like, say that all the fucking time. Barack Obama uh, yeah. could have. Like, 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 like Roe versus Wade. We wouldn't, we wouldn't need to worry about Roe versus Wade if we were if the shit was protected by law. Fuck you know. Bernie Bros. I'll just and put that out there. I talk all the time about how a lot of this is our own fault because we cannot. There's an old saying that Republicans fall in line and Democrats fall in love, and we they are much better at finding out what needs to be done, sticking to that party line. Never, you know, liberals. It seems, and I think it's a. I don't know. I hate to say this. I think it's because we're a little smarter, a lot of us. Um, but we see a lot of more. We see more gray issues. Nuanced, right? Nuanced. Yeah. The thing Thank is, you. is like, like I mean, I we're not good at supporting each other. <laughs> no, we fucking turn on each other. We Absolutely. like we eat our. You know, we we fucking eat our young. We goddamn like we're horrible about turning on each other. <clears throat> I feel like I almost need to like like 
give people my voting record, you know, <laughs> before I like engage in a conversation. Like, I might be like, like, no, I really am liberal. These are the people I voted for since I was 18 years old. Like, okay. And now, <laughs> you know, um, I mean, because it's like there, it, it, there are so many issues mm-hmm. that I think, especially the far left are so fucking wrong on that. I can't even like get my mind around it. I mean, I'm basically, if my political ideology is about as far left as you can go, but I also recognize that I live in a country where that's not going to be a reality. The things that I would love to have happen are not going to happen because I live in a country where a large percentage of the population doesn't agree with what I think is best for the world. And so the best we can do is try to do less harm whenever possible. We can't have this perfect utopia that a lot of us lefties think should exist it's just never going to happen and well, so how do we how do we staunch some of the bleeding from some of these issues um and i think part of the way that yeah. the only way that the left is ever going to figure out how to do that mm-hmm. is by by stop killing their own kind mm-hmm. <laughs> well because like like here's a here's a good example um, and here's probably somebody else nobody fucking likes, but I'm a big <laughs> fan of Sam Harris. Oh, fuck Sam Harris. Yeah, he's one of, one of my absolute favorite mm-hmm. uh, 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 humans. And he did a podcast the other day about mm-hmm. the um, Uvalde shooting. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really, I mean, it was a very emotional podcast. And I just thought he did a fantastic job, mm-hmm. um, which is really the only place I, ev- I learned anything about that actual thing. Like, I followed some of the coverage, but man, they just skipped all of the really seemingly important shit. But um, he was talking about gun control, and Sam is a uh, a guy who has gotten into some uh, gotten into um, firearms, and he owns a gun, and blah 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 blah. And you know, so he is so he's a lot like I yeah I know I've. I actually have listened to his episodes where he's talked about his stance on um, uh, on, on gun control, control. And, and, yeah. and his stance like is far more um, restrictive mm-hmm. than anything that's ever been proposed mm-hmm. um, you know that has ever had any chance of actual passing in, in whatever and he's still being like flayed alive by the left mm-hmm. saying Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, we can't, we, we're never going to win mm-hmm. if we, if we continue to, 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 um, treat our, uh, our allies as adversaries yes. and that we are, we do it constantly. Yes. But cause I, <laughs> maybe I will be, I don't know, maybe you guys, maybe I'll be that lefty that we're all talking about, but I, I feel like. In a lot of ways, um, I absolutely agree that we eat our own and we attack each other and we do a lot of fucking stupid shit that doesn't support each other. The problem I have with Sam Harris specifically is because I'm in pretty deep into the atheist world and the atheist movement and I've been around movement mm-hmm. atheism for so many years, um, most of the loudest voices you hear within movement atheism are straight white men like Sam Harris and these guys have a huge platform and they could use that platform to bring people 
with diverse points of view and people that aren't exactly like them and they choose not to do that by and large. I don't, I don't. And I, I, that, there are so many people within the atheist movement. I mean, first of all, fuck Sam Harris for being a straight white man. I mean, that's, that's I important. Like, listen, I'm Put married that in, to that, a straight white man. You well, fuck that guy up. too. But I mean, um, that's the thing. It's like, it's not Sam Harris's fault he's no, a straight white man it's n- absolutely not his fault he's a straight white man and what is what is his fault is that he has a huge following and a huge platform and if he wanted to he could bring on someone like mandisa thomas who leads black non-believers he could bring on more women to his show he could try to get some more diverse viewpoints and i feel like he just does not and it's not just him i'm not trying to just harp on him it is a big problem in atheist podcasting in general that hmm. most of the shows that you hear about, the shows that get the sponsors, the shows that are around for a long time, it's all straight white dudes that have a platform now and could use that to bring more voices in. Because I think inherently diversity of diversity is a good thing, in my opinion. I think the more that you can, and sometimes you have to force that diversity, and I know that sounds shitty, um, but we need to be listening to all different types of people. And when we keep putting the exact same people up over and over and over again, we end up losing fucking abortion rights because um, the Supreme Court is completely Catholic right now. But look at how much things changed when they started letting more women onto the court. Those women made a lot of decisions that were pro-women, that weren't happening before we had more women on the Supreme Court. And that took saying, yes, I'm going to put a woman on the Supreme Court. And sure, maybe there's a dude who is just as qualified as that woman is. Yeah, I mean, but like... But to make progress, I feel like we need to start forcing some of those changes in that way. Like the fact that Joe Biden said he wanted to uh, have a black woman Supreme Court justice. I'm totally fine with that because I think there's plenty of black women out there who are qualified, who can do it, and we need more. It's not going to solve all of our problems so and it's not going it to me fucking crazy. fix everything, but we need to start having more So, I hate, like, I was a number one RBG fan. Like, mm-hmm. I... I have an RBG bobblehead. Yeah, fuck her for not retiring. Old they, I was just about to say, <laughs> fuck her for not fucking retiring. Listen, I love RBG. I have RBG. Oh, Absolutely. you know, that's a good point. And actually, she like, she died instead of retired, retired. right? Because yeah. then she could have got a point. That's she a good point. She knew what was coming. And the fact hmm. that she didn't retire. But man, she was an incredible Supreme She was Court an justice. amazing justice. She was an amazing lawyer. But it drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. So, I've I've never been a, a huge Joe Biden fan. Actually, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. The thing is, is actually saying I'm a huge Joe Biden fan. Like, I don't think that anybody can actually. I mean, how can you be an actual fan? You know, but by being an by being an 80 year old white Democrat. Yeah. But uh, it actually I find that just ridiculous for him to say, I want to appoint a black female Supreme Court justice. I I, now that doesn't mean I don't think that there are plenty of black female uh, so, um, people who are capable of being Supreme Court justice, but you just shouldn't to, say I'm going to hire somebody that's black. <laughs> to, it, 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 I it's, disagree. It's so to me that is literally like not say, you're saying you're saying I am not going to um, 
uh, appoint the most qualified candidate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to appoint a candidate that fits this criteria. Mm-hmm. That's not. I I feel like I'm that's. Okay that. I am. I am absolutely not okay with that. I and and again, I thought the whole thing about because he said that about uh, Kamala Harris. I'm too. okay like with was, the idea, but I just think it sounds like pandering. Oh no, sure, it I'd doesn't absolutely. sound like pandering. It says it. I'm fucking pandering. It's not a. It's not a. There, Here's the it, thing, it, though. It, it's not okay. A, hear it, me it, out. Hear me <laughs> out. Hear me out. I agree. It does sound very much like pandering. But hear me out. In the history of the United States, how many Supreme Court justices have been women? Yeah, I have no idea. I, all I can think of is um, not that many. Yeah, no. We of just start. Not. We've only had. We have the most women on now than we ever have. But up until the 1980s. There had never been any women on the Supreme Court. Right. Does that mean that there were no women who were qualified to be on the Supreme Court? Did that mean that all those white Absolutely men were not. more qualified That's than women? Hundred percent. I agree the, with you. Hundred percent. This whole most qualified thing to me is a little bit ridiculous. So this is. So I. I'm not saying that Joe Biden shouldn't appoint a black female Supreme Court justice. You don't like that he put it out there and said it to that say way. Yeah. to say I am going to what is to say. I am not going to find the most qualified candidate. I'm going to find the most qualified black female candidate. No, it's impossible to not say that because what if what if there is this incredible, um, you know, like Asian alien that like is the most qualified Supreme Court justice? Mm-hmm. It, it or not even most qualified, like most dynamic, the one whatever. To, uh, you're putting your, I feel like you're putting yourself in a box to do that. I disagree. And, I think if you and listen, look I, by him saying that he mm-hmm. needed to like uh, get um, a uh, he was going to um, have his vice president be a black female. It turned out to be Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Fucking mm, y- yay! Like she cannot. She has no chance of being the next uh, um, candidate. Um, so now we're fucking stuck. Mm-hmm. There's like I have. No idea how the Democratic Party is possibly going to put a candidate forward. To me, in the next election. Let me try it. Okay, so when I hear that, what I kind of hear is that we can't say out loud that we're going to try to put more women on the court or more black people, and we can't say that out loud because what if the magical white straight man that is more qualified is out there and he deserves that job more than? any black woman out there that's just the reality is that there are plenty of qualified people to be in the supreme court tons and tons and tons of people it's a very coveted role and i think at this point in our history we need to be forcing the changes to make the court more diverse there's nowhere else to to go i think if you just keep saying well the most qual we're going to keep finding white men to be the most qualified unless we force some changes i just i yeah i think a lot of times Men don't, and I'm not speaking about present company. (laughs) I'm saying that I think it's probably I'm sure I wear this shoe. I'm sure it's, I I feel like it's probably hard when you are male and when you've grown up as part of kind of the majority and the default. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. To really fully understand, like, me as a child, I had no reference point for a woman being president at all like oh, it wasn't something yeah. that i could even think about because it's not hard at all happen. it's not hard at all to be a white man like it's it's actually super fucking easy you need to have representation for people so that they can 100 agree do that and i just i don't buy that the most qualified person is always going to be 
I am not Which saying I'm, that the I'm most qualified, saying, and no, I don't think anybody is saying that the most qualified person I, is going to it has to be a white man. And I, I understand so. that that historically, mm-hmm. white men have been um, the ones who you know. I mean, mm-hmm. like seriously, uh, what the fuck was it? What's what's the jackoff's name? The beer guy. Um, from the Kavanaugh? Supreme Court. Ka- yeah, Kavanaugh. Tom. I mean, seriously, he's the most qualified? Like, that's no. ridiculous. But I think it is, it is not only wrong to say I'm going to put the, the next Supreme Court justice is going to be a black woman. Mm-hmm. Not only wrong, it, it's fuel for the right. Sure. And I'll also, it pisses <laughs> off, it pisses off center left. So how do we get more black women on the Supreme Court? You just appoint a black woman to the Supreme Court and that like don't but just but when you as a as a president say that you're going to do that, make a declaration, mm-hmm. you put yourself in a box and you basically see it's not a fair contest. It's and then I feel like it undermines so that let's say that they do put, mm-hmm. you know, Oprah on the Supreme Court cuz obviously she could do it. She could do anything. Mm-hmm. Um then uh, Oprah's like I just go to the job because I'm a black woman. And that is that undermines that whole thing. So like, I, here's here's what kind of changed my mind about this topic in general, because I used to very strongly believe the same thing that you can't just go around and be like, OK, we're going to we need quotas or we need this many women to be because that is ridiculous. And you should be looking at a person as an individual. Yeah, I don't I, know. There was some famous guy that. that said that. What was his name? I get that. But I. Well, oh, Martin Luther King. That's right. I saw a documentary years ago now. I can't remember where I saw it or when I saw it, but it was about, um, I want to say Iceland, one of the Scandinavian countries. I don't even remember. But they decided as a country that they wanted to make it a priority to have CEOs, corporate boards made up of 50% women and 50% men. They just wanted, that was their goal. They wanted to make sure that there was equal representation of women and men on corporate boards. Okay. And they forced that to happen okay. they said we are we need to hire this many women and that's just the way it's going to be and there were probably men who didn't get that job because they were men but now they have fucking 50 percent representation on corporate boards and women's interests are protected a lot more than they used to be when there were no fucking women sometimes you have to force people to do the right thing you know <clears> I, I kind of agree I, I shouldn't say I kind as of I agree with that you can't always trust people to do the right thing. You can never trust people um, to do the right thing. Because, like, if you if you just trusted people to do the right thing, where the fuck would we be? Why you know, have all like, the Supreme Court justices still yeah. all been white? How I mean, you can possible? basically trust people to do the fucking wrong thing. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. If, I mean, if, if there, and I don't disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't think I disagree with that. I, I have to chew on it a little bit. <laughs> but I think that if... If the Supreme Court was going to try to become an accurate reflection, and I know I say that word wrong, but I like it, an accurate reflection mm-hmm. of the um, uh, ethnic makeup of the United States, mm-hmm. and they so then they were like, okay, so we're going to have we would have already had our black guy, and that'd be Clarence fucking Thomas. Oh. Yeah, we already. Yeah. He is so such th- an exception. Yeah. To th- yeah. He's he's the board, he's the thing I keep thinking just negates my whole opinion on this because he's such a well. See, that is asshole. the thing. Is and I get like, that that he is, if you 
And I mean, Jesus Christ. I call that guy a Tom, but that's not strong enough. But I mean, and and then we also have like, you know, Condoleezza Rice during the the the, um, the Bush administration was Sarah Palin wasn't a no black. she wasn't but she was running oh she was she was female yeah people were like see we support women right I actually it really is it really <laughs> is something how the Republicans have like mm-hmm. one of the biggest stars of their party what fucking Candace Owens are you kidding me yeah she's yeah. evil as fuck like she's the one that's like basically people, like. Republicans like uh, her because they can go, yeah. look, I do listen to black And she'll tell you, I, I you know, and Candace Owens will sit there and tell you, like, mm-hmm. how, well, like, like, the left are the real racists and do all those mental gymnastics and shit that those stupid fucking people just eat up. And I'm like, holy fucking shit. They like, eat it up because it makes them feel less racist. Yes. Because they can point and say, no, I don't. Like I'm being nice racist. to the black guy at work. Yeah, I listen to Candace Owens. She's a black woman. I mean, of course, I can't be racist. I well, think- yeah, I'm not racist because Clarence Thomas is my favorite Supreme Court justice. <laughs> exactly. See, the Republicans aren't. They, they nominated a black dude. No, like, and they've their record on it um, at least at a national level, is you know way better than um, than uh, the Democrats have been as far as like mm-hmm. I mean you know uh, uh, Condoleezza Rice was mm-hmm. um, what was she the Secretary of Secretary State of or Defense? Defense. And then um, yeah. Anyway, so we should just kind of li- list them all wrong. But yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean it, it, it's really something. Um, but yeah, I just I think if the, if there was like a okay, this is the way it's got to be and pass a law or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. But for the president of the United States to declare, mm-hmm. I'm only going to look, I'm only going to consider black female candidates for that. I feel like, I feel like a, it's wrong. B it's a bad, horrible strategy. Mm-hmm. Like it gives you, it, it makes you, you know look who, bad. You know who the most reliable voters are though? For the democratic party, not for the Republicans, for the democratic party. Fucking black women show up to vote. I'm not saying they that they show sh- up that to he, vote. <laughs> I'm not saying so, that he shouldn't uh, uh, put a black. Uh, I'm just uh, I mean, a black as a, woman. No, I'm saying as a strategy, even saying it that makes there are a lot of black women that hear that mm. and are so, happy that he is going to do that so, because they want to see some representation of themselves. I see. And I, th- they I vote. feel like I feel like the vast majority mm-hmm. of voters. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I shouldn't even say voters because it's like the vast majority of potential voters don't even fucking vote. No, they don't. Um, and but black women um, do. Right. But <laughs> they show up in But I if they can afford identification. True. And, yeah. uh, you know, and drive to polling places and shit. And if the, the and president doesn't learn their name and start <laughs> blasting it all But I think Twitter. we're the 40 percent. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's the 40 yeah. percent of the is the vast majority of voters. Mm-hmm. And then there's 20 percent that are like the the the. I don't want to say far left, but the, you know, like, uh, um, you know, super blue, you know, they're always going to vote Democrat, yeah. you know, the whatever. Reliable. And then there's the whole same, same thing on the other side. Mm-hmm. The difference between the difference between the right and the left is that 40 percent mm-hmm. is of on the left is far more likely to either not vote mm-hmm. or to like vote for an independent or for or to even vote for a fucking republican because they don't like the candidate mm-hmm. on the on the right you got 20 percent that are rabid you know trumpa stands right yep. and then the other 40 percent are still gonna vote for the conservative yep. candidate because it's because oh, i'm not gonna vote for a fucking lefty but like so 
I think that's what we were talking about before about nuance. It's just that we are it, the left is never going to be. Um, um, it's like herding cats. It's like herding cats. Yeah, I but, mean it's. And you I can't think, even get us excited. Like, and uh, I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. It just makes it hard. It makes it very. Hard. It makes it hard to um, to get things done. That said, mm-hmm. um, I think there are some in easy things that we can do to, ch- to change that. I've talked about it almost any time we talk about politics. Mm-hmm. And really effective, easy things to do. Number one is runoff um, or is um, ranked choice voting, mm-hmm. right? For sure. Um, yep. Number two is uh, gerrymandering. Yes. Um, number three is, <laughs> is taking money out of politics. And you can't do that unless you pass one and two. Yep. Gerrymandering um, and voter suppression. Like, are, that shit ha- happens. Yeah. especially. Especially by the people that were so fucking concerned about voter fraud. Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. Only, like, if it's, and, only if it's their people. Exactly. Who to vote. And who really does that shit? Like we all. Like if you're a fucking grown up, you know how that works. Voter you know, fraud. Voter is fraud is not a real thing. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. There, well, there definitely but, was voter but, fraud. But voter suppression. Well, that's and voter fraud too. And shit. Voter suppression is. I, you mm. know, I was years in, when I first when I had my first child, so 18 years ago, I volunteered as an election judge in Brainerd during the. Bush Carey um, election, so 2004. Boring. That was a boring. (laughs) That was a boring. That was was a boring uh, election. Yeah. It was, but we really wanted we wanted George Bush to go the fuck away so much that we would that we voted for John Kerry. Right. Well, Um, that's the same thing that happened this election. My my point is that I you know I I did the training and I went to be an election judge. I loved it. I found it inspiring. I put all my energy into it. Our voting system is very good, especially in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Like the opportunity for voter fraud really does it. We do a really fucking good job in Minnesota. We don't have any hanging chads or no. anything like that. Um, and I, funny story, I actually ended up volunteering at the polling place that my brother voted at. So it wasn't my polling place. They actually send an equal number of Democrats and Republicans to be election judges at polling locations. So they ask you ahead of time what your party affiliation is or what you, and they make sure that they're an equal number at each polling location, but you're not supposed to talk about it with the other volunteers. So you're not really sure which ones are the Republicans and which ones are the Democrats. And when you showed up, everybody was like, you just she's guess. a lib. I mean, they could tell with me. It was obvious. But uh, so my brother shows up to vote at that polling location on that day. And a thing I did not realize about voting before is that if you write in candidates, the election judges who are volunteering there have to rewrite every single handwritten candidate onto a separate form because you have to not only count all the votes until all the math comes out correctly, and there's tons of, at the end of the day, bookkeeping involved with how many ballots did you feed into the machine versus how many did the machine tell you there were versus how many people signed the logbook. But you also have a separate sheet of paper where you just have to write down the write-in candidates. And that ended up being my job at the end of the day somehow. I found my brother's ballot because I know his handwriting. And he nominated me to be a judge in Crowing County. And I had to sit (laughs) (laughs) at 10 o'clock at night at the end of the day when I had a baby at home. Like I was fucking, I had been there since 6 a.m. registering people to vote. 
and I had to. He wrote somebody in for every fucking election. That's awesome. Except, for, I mean, he voted correctly on the big ones, but once it got to like the judges, the ones nobody. Right. He wrote me I, in. He wrote my husband in. He wrote I, Bob Dylan. I. Oh, <laughs> that mother. My, never do my that friend, when you vote. Okay, so Don't my friend Arlene Jones was running oh, uh, Arlene. against. Yeah. Um, Paul Coring, yep. and what she was a right as a write-in candidate, yes. and I was you know really excited, helped her campaign, and then I realized that I couldn't vote for her because she wasn't, yeah, in, she wasn't uh, in, your in my district or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I like I wrote her in for everything, yeah, and and then I, I posted that. on Facebook. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, or, or, I I, I re- didn't realize I couldn't vote for you, but mm-hmm. if you become the sanitation commissioner <laughs> for Rowan <Rolling laughs> County, that's because of me. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have even made me as angry if I didn't know for a fact it was my brother. Well, and that and he, and, that, so he, and that he tired. that he nominated you, and you were like, I don't even want to be a judge. I don't want to be a judge. That's a shitty. Job. Job, man. Nominate me for something. Yeah. I Well, sanitation commissioner would have been great. Arlene is somebody who absolutely deserves to be in charge of just about anything. Yeah. I yeah, I love Arlene too. I and I think that she's mm-hmm. I, I think that she's thinking that she might take an actual stab at it um this next time because like yeah. that was such a late you she know, entered it so as late a as a write in candidate and yeah. Paul and she did really well. Needs to fucking go. Yeah, but see, there you go again. There's another. There's another example of like like mm-hmm. diversity in the Republicans. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I don't understand how. God, I feel like I'm getting too local, <clears throat> too personal here. But I don't understand. Well, how we are. Doesn't make brainer. any fucking I know. sense. I don't usually have to worry about that on my show. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me how your entire party can throw you under the fucking bus. Hate you. Hate you down to the core. And not of just who like not just like look at you funny, but like hate you and Dr- legislate against you and they're the ones that outed him if i remember correctly oh no it was no it was it was it was it was the dems was it yeah i thought it was the republicans no. that saw okay well. it was the it was they At they were trying rate. to get him they were trying to get him to vote uh, against something they were like if you don't like whatever and then the republicans were like ah oh, we knew he was gay um mm. and and like to this day like uh, <laughs> you talk to people who are paul Coring supporters they're super conservative and mm-hmm. think gay people are going to hell and mm-hmm. whatever. And, and, but you know, well, Paul's okay. Cause he's our gay guy, you know? No, and it's like, not. Hmm, weird. No, yeah. He's not. Well, he's no. definitely their gay, <laughs> guy. gay guy. I don't that's, want That's him. the thing about being a Republican though. No. The shit you say, the shit you think like you're, you don't have to make sense. You know? True. I mean, we're really like burdened by consistent. reality and shit. Like, mm-hmm. and reality is a burden because it looks so fun to be them, really, because it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, their beliefs are, fu- you know, the shit they believe in is fucking ridiculous mm-hmm. and hateful. And then, and I have a hard time reconciling that with, like, because I've got, like, my family, my friends, all this shit. And I'm like, look at this guy, fucking wonderful person, great human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you want to do what? Like, you you want to like you don't want gay people to be married and shit like that like stuff that like I really have a hard time imagining you know I, people got mad at me before because I'm like I'm like listen I'm like if you are against like two grown people being married you know like what the fuck like you're pro- you're obviously a fucking shit? awful person you're well I'm shit. against like, it <laughs> like. But I mean, uh, just Why? all but about you're just, all you're, people you're just getting married. marriage. Yeah, I can get on board with that. I don't. I think we should raise I, the marriage age to thirty-five. At ooh, least. actually, really not a bad idea. I agree. Because getting married when you're in your early twenties, you're, you're not even a fully formed human yet. It's a bad time to make that decision. True. Um, but yeah, the the idea that 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 the biggest menace to society is gay people. 
I can't take somebody seriously. I mean, if they were all like Paul Coring. So Paul Coring, if you want a Paul Coring story, he is my commissioner because I live in Arlene's. I live pretty close to Arlene. Um, But he, several years ago, there was an issue with the public health department handing out condoms. And I don't know if you recall this event, but I I fucking do. I kind of remember Um, that. So so the county administrator, uh, Tim Houle, found out that the public health department was handing out condoms as part of its uh, postnatal checkups for women. Okay, so okay. when they would go check up on women who had just given birth, they would give them a package of information and some, I don't know, maybe I have no idea, but they included condoms in that. And they were getting the condoms for free from the state of Minnesota as part of a program to prevent pregnancy. And it was all above board. It's what public health departments do. So Tim Poole found out about it somehow and put a stop to it and was just like, no, we are not going to fucking hand out condoms. This is not happening. Um, I heard about it from a few friends who worked there, but were like, I can't say anything about this because I And what's here. the reasoning behind that? Because you don't want women to be whores, Kyle. Oh. Um, there there Wait, was no reason. I find that offensive. There was no reasoning. Because... Why wouldn't I want women to be whores? Right? Well, and the thing is, these, were wi- these weren't even like... This makes no fucking sense. We're talking about women that... Uh, that we're not talking about these women are that... are already whores. I'm just saying. They'd already had a baby. Yeah. Uh, we're not even talking about women no. that like that, that haven't had a baby yet. We're talking even, about women that have had a baby and maybe yes. don't want to get pregnant right again. away again. We, were, we weren't even talking about teenagers or high school. This was women solely going to women who had had babies. And right. he was like, fuck that. We're not doing no, it. No, because... God told us yeah, that you that that's that bad. You a so, you can't spill your seed on the ground. You don't pull out you fucking dick, mm-hmm. and um, you gotta go for multiply, yeah. go forward and multiply, so be fruitful, me, whatever that is, and keep loud, your hands off yourself. The loud mouth that I am um, could not help myself. I had to show up at the next county board meeting with a couple of my friends, where we're like, "Here's we're gonna show up at this meeting and say something because this is fucked." So I got it. Nothing happens in Brainerd, and it was a slow news day, so I ended up on the front page of the paper as local woman. Um, Local woman confronts board about condoms. It was my parents were very proud. Uh, (laughs) But Paul Coring was there, and I basically just got up and said, this is ridiculous. Why are you not allowing condoms to be handed out for the use they are intended? It's, you know, they decided they needed to schedule a separate hearing to discuss it because of course they did. So then the next uh, meeting that they had, all the right wingers got their group together to show up um, and to, you know, the Heinzmans were there crying about giving condoms away like candy to children. Uh, yeah, and, and they don't even taste good, <sighs> right? But they're fa- they're, health- they're healthier. Ahead of time, we had just in networking with people and talking, we were pretty sure that Coring was going to vote to reinstate handing out condoms. Like that was going to be his. As far as I knew, he was going to be that vote. We thought we had enough votes to fix this. But at the end of that hearing after watching all these people walk up crying about we can't give women condoms and Doug Kern made a lovely appearance and talked about postpartum I can't even it's so, it was it was so terrible but Doug anyway, Kern is that is that the is that the brother of uh, our Kern? beloved 
our beloved uh, brother and wife. Brother and yeah. Of Sue Hearn. Um, <laughs> Is it brother? And, oh, <laughs> you're making a joke. I yes. thought you were serious. He, I was down. He's he's known for wearing bags on his head at school board meetings. So we're um, just to be clear. So if in, um, that's Sue Kern's husband. Yes. And Sue Kern is the crazy bitch that was, uh, on, the was on the school board that said no we should no longer <laughs> teach um, evolution, evolution right. because it's a theory. W- yes. Wanted to give like f- like equal time to create like mm-hmm. creation myths or whatever. Not creation myths overall. But her favorite creation. Well, she also really hates comprehensive sex ed, so just putting that out there. But the point of all of this is that Coring, at the end of the hearing, voted no. He was like, no, we need to not hand condoms out. And I was so fucking enraged that I called him on the phone. And sometime, I think that day later, I called him, because he's my commissioner, and I said, I would like to set up a meeting with you so we can talk about this because I'm very unhappy with how you voted and here's why. And I just, can we sit down and have, co- I, what, I didn't sound as scary as I sound right now. I just said, oh. could we meet and have coffee and talk about this? Because I have concerns. And he just kept saying, well, just tell me what you want to tell me now on the phone. And I'm like, well, I'd feel better if we could just have an in-person conversation. It's a, it's a lot. I don't, well, just tell me what you want to tell me now. You really should have just had your husband call him. It probably would have worked better, and my husband is much better at yelling at people than oh, I am. Oh, no. But he just would have met him. The frustrating... He, maybe he could have got laid. True. He is, <laughs> I he mean, is very like, cute. Um, <laughs> my husband has stayed the same size since we got married. And like, uh, like uh, Paul... Yeah. So, like, are we talking about pulling the, uh, the, the honey pot? Yeah. Or in yes. this case, yes. the honey dick? The husband pot. Um, <laughs> anyway, I, I got Paul Coring to admit to me that he knew the that the scientific... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the scientifically sound thing to do was to hand out condoms. That all the evidence suggested that handing out the condoms was the right thing to do. That there was a right thing to do and a wrong thing to do, and he did the wrong fucking thing, and he knows it. <laughs> and I got him to admit that he knew that the smarter thing would be to hand out the condoms, yeah. but he was afraid because of the Doug Kearns and the other no, constituents that showed up and yelled. And he, that scared him, so he didn't do it. And that alone, just I was so fucking uh, mad that he was. Like, he knew what the right. You know, I had a, I had sometimes a, you need a great coward to lead you through it. the trying times. Like I, yes, I was just like, you're better than that. I know that you are smart enough to know that the right thing to do is just to hand out the condoms. I know you know that, and no, he did. But know that. if you're a half-assed smart Republican, you've got to get pretty comfortable with doing I, the wrong. I thing. don't I mean, even. I, I guess, don't even think Paul's dumb. I don't think Paul's dumb. I think I he think truly is just a—he's just a a pander, a hundred percent a pander. Well, I mean, I he's not even, dumb. He's, he's 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 charming. Like all the all the things I you know. Think like he, he's even a nice guy. Um, I think I don't even think he even is a Republican. He just I do. well, like not in like not in many of his political beliefs, mm-hmm. but he doesn't really have political beliefs. He hates. He abortion. does whatever, whatever. It makes sense for whatever. Uh, but we never talked about abortion, but we talked a lot about gay. We talked a lot we about gay talk marriage back in the day. We uh, uh, Paul and I had never talked about abortion. We talked a I lot talked about gay about, once, uh, so. about gay marriage. Right. Yeah, and he was like, "Well, of course I'm for gay marriage." You know, but uh, yeah, well, I went we'll to just keep it on the pro-choice deal. lobby day years ago when he was my representative. I went down for pro-choice lobby day, and we a couple of us met with Paul Goring and brought him some buttons that said I heart pro-choice boys. We had different ones. We had I heart pro-choice girls and I heart pro-choice boys and we were handing them out but we brought one for him that said I heart and he laughed and he was like 
fun and he talked to us and he was very nice and he listened to what we had to say and in the end he told us that he gets all of his advice on abortion from the woman in little falls who writes the crazy letters to the paper about killing babies and so that's all I, he needed to know about abortion i actually so. don't i i think part of the whole problem with the abortion issue is mm-hmm. just a, it, it's really the the wording like i feel like pro choice is just a really shitty i think we should just be pro abortion I mean, it's been argued. A lot of people now are using pro. Can I be pro baby killing? I, I am. I'm I for need mandated abortions. We need to get that on demand. Not just fair. abortions on demand. We need mandated abortions fair. across the board for everybody. Human, human dated abortions. Um, let's not be. Let's not. Be I sexist. mean, for for a long time, pro choice activists were concerned because pro abortion isn't the the look they wanted to put out. They didn't want people to think no, I get for it. abortions, right? No, um, but I am for abortions. I am too. Like, I, I think it's like a little bit intellectually dishonest to be like, I'm pro-choice. I mean, to say, to say I'm not pro-choice is like, mm-hmm. like ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm. because it's like, what do you mean you're not pro-choice? Like that's, you have to be for people making choices, any choice. Well, yeah. I but mean, even the, even, you know, even the are. pro-lifers mm-hmm. are pro-choice. I mean, they're pro their choice to keep other people from doing what they want with their own bodies. Yeah. Well, a lot of it's semantics. And because they're called the pro-life movement, we let them take over that, that wording. <laughs> the so the we, labeling is tough on so that one. I have. Horrible. That has gone around the current verbiage that we've been trying to use is pro-forced birth instead of yes. pro-life. Oh, yeah. I like because that. as we know, they for. don't give a fuck about no. life. They just want you to be forced to give birth. It's pro-forced birth. Um, they don't give a fuck about that baby when it's here. They See, really don't give a that, fuck about it when it's in the womb. Even. And that is the part that bugs um, me more than anything no. about the whole idea of being pro-life. Mm-hmm. Is that like I, and it's not all uh, um, sure Republicans. It it's not all people that are pro-life. But most of the people who are pro-life. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it's not. Though I know some. I know a lot of like. I know a lot of. Um, religious like um like especially catholic Mm -hmm. um democrats Mm -hmm. that are still oh yeah totally pro-life but everything else across the board they're they're uh um, socially they're socially liberal except for the for the pro and i i'm fine with that and for the most part well i don't know if i'm fine with that but i'm fine with but for the most part they are all like I would never get an abortion. I would never want anybody in my family to get an abortion, but whatever. But they're they're still for a social safety net. But the thing that really drives yeah, but they do, but they don't they don't want the they want the law to not allow it to. But then they're not pro choice. But the vast majority of people that are pro life mm-hmm. would su- support would not support social programs. Oh God, no! That would create a safety net for those fucking unwanted babies. It's not And that really is a ridiculous thing. Yeah, so It's not really about well, the babies. It's about punishing women for being slutty. <laughs> well, and I think that that, that I, I mean maybe Really, it's That's what choking that's is for. It. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean when you even hear about when you hear people talk about abortion and they say you know, women should have to face the consequences of their actions, or maybe they just shouldn't have had, like, there's a, the wording around it really does imply that a lot of it's about punishing us if we have sex and hmm. happen to get pregnant. The men don't get punished. They don't get punished no. by forced fatherhood. Um, Keep your legs crossed. Just don't have sex, which ignores Ooh. all the people who are raped, 
which whatever. Right. I'm, I'm, I prefer an intellectually consistent Republican who does not allow for exceptions because at least that's a little more honest. That's honest. If you believe that abortion is murder, then it's murder no matter how that conception happened. So yeah. I, I never thought about that. But I, do, I hate it when Democrats and liberals, we need to stop using the language that we think abortion should be, you know, rare or that we should always have exceptions for this or for that. No, women should have access to abortions for any fucking goddamn reason they want. I caught myself doing that. And I don't give a fuck what the reason is. Because I was like, uh, somebody we're playing into their game. Well, I, yeah. that's that's where I found myself um, when a Facebook friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, was like, "Well, there's got to be some middle ground here." And I'm like, "Well, maybe the middle ground is like, uh, you know, like late term abortion or whatever." Mm-hmm. But then I like I thought about it, <clears throat> and then I, mm-hmm. I I backed up and I'm like, you know what? Like, we don't need to fucking legislate that either. No. Because I don't think people get fucking late-term abortions for funsies, you no. know? They don't. And then, I, and then of course, oh, I, I was saw, having this conversation I on think Facebook, every, so I had that idiot fucking... Are you like, kidding? Yeah. Women get abortions for funsies. Right? Of course they do. I have a punch card that I try to... Every time I go, I get one. Yeah. And they're super fun. I You ever, you ever get turned away because they're like, hey, you don't even need one. You're not pregnant. You're like, God, yeah. can I just fucking... Like, come like, on, punch look, my card. You have, you're going through menopause. You don't... But... <laughs> I so I used to work at Planned Parenthood in town here years ago, back in the George W. Bush years. The, the pre-bombing? Um, no, post-bombing. <laughs> post-bombing. But so during the shooting, people you maybe don't the even Fourth of July shooting. Um, I worked there then. You did okay. All I remember is that no, it got firebombed in 1995. I was a patient there at that time, um, and then it got. Oh, and they used to do those painful chlamydia yeah. checks there. Jesus, oh, with the yeah. swab. So Holy when shit. it got bombed, mm-hmm. I got interviewed by an FBI really? agent. Did you do it? No. I would love to sell it was, this case right It now. was actually, I was um, managing a telemarketing center at the time, and I, ne- uh, I, I had to answer questions uh, about an employee who uh, also didn't do it and was completely okay. exonerated. But so. it was really, yeah. <laughs> It was, I mean, like, I'm like, mm, nah. I don't think anyone looked that hard. But well, that's just my opinion. he was like a, he was like a pot head and I'm like the wrong, wrong demographic. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't, I um, wouldn't. You're like, no. It uh, wasn't a pot head. He's into bongs. Yeah. No. <laughs> bongs. Yeah. No. Um, but I was like, uh, it was really interesting to sit mm-hmm. down with this FBI agent mm-hmm. and like, you know, I mean, he like. It was no, it's really cool because I mean he like I'm he sure, gave yeah. me his credentials and I was like it was mm-hmm. it was it was, was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah, no, I when that happened, I was a patient there um, because I I had a mother during the bombing, team, not while it happened. Mm. Um, at the time that it happened, I I had to go to the alternate location to get my exam because they had to the building was closed down and they had to go use a different building and I had to so I I vividly remember that happening. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, my mom was a teenager when she got pregnant. When I became a teenager, she was very open about telling me, you should go to Planned Parenthood if you need to, back when we still had a Planned Parenthood in town. And yeah. I, it was great. Um, but then I started working there. And when I worked there, there was a shooting on the 4th of July. Somebody, um, I can't remember, it must have been 2002-ish, maybe. And somebody had driven by in the middle of the night and just shot a yeah. weapon into the yeah. windows, broke all the windows, and it was. A, and then and somebody shot up the dispatch around the same time period yeah, I don't too. Remember that. Well, yep. I re- I remember being, I rem- 
I remember a couple Welcome of things. Welcome to Brainerd. My husband at the time, because um, we got married in 2001, so this must have been 02, really wanted me to get a handgun when that happened. He wanted me to start carrying a handgun to work. And I, my boss at Planned Parenthood did conceal carry. She, she carried a handgun because our jobs, specifically my job and my boss's job, were regional jobs. We traveled a lot to the other Planned Parenthood clinics, which meant we were going through small towns that didn't like Planned Parenthood. And so, and I had to convince my husband there is no way I'm getting a handgun. I, I have no interest in doing that. It's not going to protect me anyway. If somebody's going to come and shoot at us, they're hmm. going to just come and shoot at us. Ha- me having a gun in my purse down the hall or even me. No, I'm not going to risk shooting a patient. I'm not going to like. Well, what's, what's going to happen is I don't feel like I am going to be any safer. So I am not going to do that. The people who want to do that can do that. But I was also. You haven't watched enough action movies. I, true. Yeah. No, I know myself well enough to know I would just. See, I think that's very responsible. If I think you not. need to be well trained. Yes. if You're going to carry a weapon. Yes. I'm not against carrying one, but I, you need to fucking know what you're doing. And I am not interested in putting in the time involved in getting comfortable it with drives, that weapon. It drives me crazy it's just not, uh, when you talk, yeah. like, mm-hmm. uh, people, like, like I'm, I'm very pro-gun, mm-hmm. like that, I guess let's just say that. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I always say I'm a, I'm a gun-toting liberal. <laughs> but, uh, but I am not, like, I think getting a license to carry a concealed gun should be on Difficult. the level of getting a um a, a pilot's license yeah. or a even just a license you for a car you trained. need to really be trained and not just i mean I, like i went i have my concealed carry it was a it was about a six hour day and most of it was fucking around and whatever now i have done a lot of training mm-hmm. not a ton but you know yeah. a fair amount of training with a gun and i don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. carrying concealed because i don't feel like i have enough training yeah. to do it now i do now and again depending on what i'm doing but mostly it's like i'm going to go to the shooting range like i don't have to have my gun locked in my you know in, in a box whatever because i have my concealed carry but yeah it's it's a well, humongous responsibility to carry on a daily yeah. basis, and I'm not that responsible. Me neither. I am not even responsible enough not. to lock my fucking car. No. So like, eh, come on, you know, like I lose my phone all day long. Right. No way I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. The thing about terrorists who like to terrorize abortion providers, which Planned Parenthood and Brainerd never provided abortions. Right. They were not an abortion provider. To my knowledge, Brainerd has never had an abortion clinic ever. Um, Crying shame. But, yeah, the Planned Parenthood here didn't, but that didn't stop people from attacking us. And when that happened, part of my job was that I would kind of come and go from the clinic because I would travel to other clinics. So I would go to the Alexandria Clinic a lot and kind of fill in for the manager when she was gone. Um, And sometimes that required me to come back late at night. I would get into the building. I knew the security code. I would go back to my desk. I would put some things away. I would leave and go home. So I was there at off hours. You wouldn't necessarily know I was there because I wouldn't turn the lights on. I would just go in, leave my shit at my desk. So there was a very real chance that when that person came in the middle of the night, I could have been walking down that hallway when that person shot down that hallway. Mm. 
And I was, I remember being so angry that nobody cared that much because they just said, well, it's just vandalism. You know, and nobody I, was there. It's just, yeah. I could have fucking died because I, somebody did that. It, I'm lucky I have a I vague did. memory of it, but mm-hmm. only a vague memory of yeah, it. Yeah, nobody ever, the cops didn't put much effort Honestly, into figuring out. Honestly, I don't even know it. if I would have a bit, I don't even yeah. have a really clear memory of the bombing other mm-hmm. than the fact that I remember clearly the FBI agent coming and talking to me because that mm-hmm. was like a very. Well, yeah, and if you I know. hadn't been a patient there at the time, I don't know if I would, re- but I remember I was a teenager, and that's... Isn't it strange that right-wingers still argue about what side domestic terrorism comes from? You know, yeah. like, like who commits, like, the vast, vast majority of domestic terrorism. They will fucking fight tooth and nail. They'll argue, like, till they are fucking, like... Ask the dead abortion doctor. Oh, it's so fucking are. ridiculous. You know, like, and you, you can show, well, of course, and then they're right wingers. So you can show them. You can present the evidence to them. Doesn't matter. And once they get, like. You're trying to use, you're trying to use facts and evidence to, like. To uh, sway right wingers. Or to sway, like. But one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. If you were, If you believe abortion is murder, then you don't think that person's a terrorist. You think they're fighting for. If you want to see a terrifying documentary, go find, um, I think it's called Army of God. It was on HBO back in the 90s. That is fucking terror. It's all about this very small culty group whose job they just want to kill abortion doctors. And mm. it, it, it's, I watched that and was just like, I'm, I guess I'm going to be dead now <laughs> watching these people because they are... They were hardcore, and they knew who they were coming for, and they had lists of the doctors, and they weren't just going to kill the doctors. They were going to kill anybody who worked for the clinic, like the people who did the books or scheduled appointments, or like they weren't limited to killing doctors. They wanted to kill anybody involved in it. Um, I, I, I remember loving that job so much because I found it rewarding, and I felt like I was doing something valuable, but I also so, felt very... All the stem targeted. cells you could take home. Yeah, all I, of them, yeah. All the chlamydia tests for free. Oh. I find it, like, so... <clears throat> yeah, honestly, I can't, I can't quite get my mind around it. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but about the, like, why do people think... Why are people so avid against um, somebody having an abortion? And, like, I t- people who are who are like literally have a list of doctors to kill. They're not mm-hmm. they're, That's not because they don't want women to be, they don't, they want women not to be whores. Mm-hmm. Like that has to be, well, they that has women. to be religious. A big part uh, of it is, it is religious. Oh, it's yeah, it's a religious, religious thing. It's a religious, which thing. is weird because isn't, I mean, no, I'm not a Bible scholar. I don't know. Scholar John anything, Carlson posted a really good, um, there's, there's abortion in the Bible. Yeah. A, a really good there's quote. No I mean, there's the always Bible. been abortion. Like, Women, so in, in every like traditional culture and history, shit, like we've always had abortion. History of abortion, one hundred and one. Uh, most cultures, including Christian ones, have always been fine with abortion up to about four or five months, which is when the quickening happens. We don't use that term anymore. I watch Highlander. I know what the quickening is. But the quickening is when you could feel the baby start moving, and most cultures is that when there's twins and then one twin eats the other twin because yes. there can be only one. I have twin nieces, Something and like they that. are constantly yeah. So. Throughout time, abortion has not been the controversial subject that it is now. Right. It was something that is just assumed. It was something women took care of. The midwives took care of it. They took. They, I have this book that my friend Andy mailed me, and it's all about uh, 
herbal remedies for abortion and learning oh. how to. He wants to grow an abortion garden. I think that'd be fantastic. I like that idea. Um, but it's it's just it's always been around. It did not become controversial until the late 1800s in America and. What was happening at that time was a lot of dirty immigrants were coming here from other countries. Fucking mm. immigrants. Like the Catholic Irish. Ugh, the Irish. The goddamn Irish were having more babies than we were. They breed like rats. They breed like rats, and so our good white American women needed to have more babies. So we really? can't be having abortions because we need... So that's when it started turning up as an issue. It didn't kick into full gear until the 60s when uh, the religious right just decided this would be a great issue to get people voting on if they could get them but it, angry it about wasn't it wasn't legal it wasn't addressed really it was it, yeah it was it like a addressed. personal health okay, issue so it wasn't like, e- it wasn't e- nobody thought like a personal medical thing so make, when yeah, when just, did when did abortion performing an abortion become illegal in the united states I, do we even know i think god i read a whole book on this once i want to say in the early 1900s is okay. when it really started so um, probably like around the 20s maybe because that that yeah. that seems like it could be part of that whole like well, uh the comstock prohibition laws, um, and not even prohibition but there were there were the the comstock laws which there's a google that i don't even know what that is um comstock was the uh, postmaster general and he made it so that you couldn't send obscene material through the mail and mm. obscene material was whatever he thought it was yeah and it ended up being information about birth control okay and inf- and that's i think when people started paying more attention to well, it well yeah and then what were the what were the, the what was the issue, what was the group in the 20s that like got prohibition passed uh, that was it was a big it was women pure yeah it was all yeah it was it was a big yep. puritanish type movement kind of but the interesting thing about prohibition is it was the temperance movement the temperance, tem- the temperance movement yes they gave women the right to vote and then we immediately outlawed alcohol but here is why um is that true because sons of bitches men were uh, clearly their husbands their did not tell them women constantly uh. it was a huge problem that men would go to i mean life sucked back then so men would go to these horrible factory jobs get off work go to the pub drink all fucking I night i didn't come home know and beat that their wives. oh yeah well come that doesn't happen their anymore wives and beat their children it, it yeah it was likely a, it was story an Amy. epidemic problem back then so the temperance so movement the temperance uh, movement started as the women's suffrage the women's kind of yeah as and women said, if we can get the right to vote, we can outlaw the demon rum that is making our husbands come home and beat us, which was an actual fucking issue. There was a ton of domestic violence. <laughs> there still is. Um, it's well, not like prohibition. Prohibition is like any scale has got. Oh yeah, prohibition did nothing to help it. No, it was yeah. totally misguided. The prohibition, like um, I can understand what why why people in that movement may have been women who finally get the right yes. to vote, and they're like, let's take their booze away. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any any prohibition mm-hmm. on anything it, it doesn't work well it just it, it just it <laughs> no. well it's not even that it doesn't work it just makes it just makes the profit go to the criminal element mm-hmm. so yeah. if you have a prohibition on anything mm-hmm. the only people to, when you relieve prohibition the people that it hurts are criminals right you think there's like dudes like sitting around like like what do you miss about drinking the most well i'll tell you I'm really, I'm really sick of beating my wife sober. <laughs> Fucking like, that's just crazy. Yeah. I never even thought about. It. I never made the connection. I didn't of course, I wouldn't because I'm really, I, I'm really sick of beating my wife sober. They don't <laughs> teach you this kind of stuff until you go 
you know, until you become an adult and want to learn more about history, and then you start. You know, yeah. this is probably in like I mean, probably in uh, like a, a chapter of like Howard Zinn's History of the United States that I like skimmed over book, or something. Yeah, uh, I also skimmed it briefly in college. God damn it! Yeah, no, he um, that there's a lot to prohibition and the temperance movement and so, women voting and but. Guess what happens when you make abortion illegal? Well, I know that. Well, actually, I don't know. Because um, abortion still happens. Women, right. people are always going to try to not be pregnant if they're pregnant. It's just always going to happen. Right. If it's not something that a doctor can do in a safe environment, it's something that they are going to have to figure out how to do on their own. Right. And women used to end up dead routinely yes. before Roe versus Wade. And you know, another thing that's going to happen, and this is what I think the true tragedy is, mm-hmm. is there's going to just be a lot more babies that are born unwanted. that are unwanted. Absolutely. And that is... And that, that's a horrible way to grow up. Um, to be. That's where Republicans come from. And, and I feel like the tragedy mm-hmm. of it is, like, yes, m- many women are going to die because of the overturn of Roe versus Wade because they're going to have to they're going to have backyard abortions and, yeah. and whatever. And yep, that's sad. Mm-hmm. Um but the real tragedy and the is is children that are going to be unborn and unwanted be, because that has like ongoing systemic cost oh, yeah. to it. Absolutely. Financial cost mm-hmm. because um mm-hmm. those those Somebody's unwanted little fuckers are going to have to pull themselves up by their bootstraps, <laughs> but also, yeah. um, like, just, just other poverty and b- crime, right? And, well, and, and, and keep in mind, health. like, what costs a fortune that we love, love, love to do here in the United States? Put people in jail, prison, mm-hmm. and what is prison full of? Unwanted babies. Jesus Christ! Do you I think mean, that this? Do you think that overturning Roe mm-hmm. versus Wade is part of the? Con- uh, like a uh, prison industrial a complex. prison industrial complex fucking well yeah that and I mean anything that makes people like when you're like the party that likes to cut make here like your first cuts are in education and shit mm-hmm. and you just want lots of like fucking loud stupid voters mm-hmm. I mean like you're, of course like the of course their base is going to grow mm-hmm. because when you slap when you make huge cuts to education when your education system is subpar well. I mean, let's face it, like, how many of your, like, mm-hmm. like, what's the breakdown of your, like, Republican friends and, and your, like, and, and your, your right-wing friends and your left-wing friends? Who are the more educated ones and who are the, you know, and, is, and of course, I mean, everybody's going to point to some educated Republicans. We all know them. But know? it has been studied. But, and by far, college-educated people tend to be liberal. Yes. It, it's just we've studied or this. indoctrinated. Yeah, they, they indoctrinate the children at the college. I don't know. The commies I, do. I mean, I'm 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 liberal, and I only done be graduated the eighth grade, so I'm yeah. Good. No, I I think it's just that as you, especially coming from a small town, when you go to college, you growing up someplace like this didn't realize how many different cultures are out there and how much is going on out there. You haven't met people that aren't just like you. For sure. And I think that when you go to college and that starts happening and you make these new relationships and you start figuring out, oh, there are people or who you don't go look any, like You know, me. anywhere where you can, you know, in any you way you can liberal. make friends with yeah. people with like backgrounds that you, you yes, know, different from different your own. Yes, different than yours. That, I think, is what leads people to be more liberal and to care more about people who aren't them or who don't look like them because you start to know more people who aren't exactly like you and didn't grow up like you and I think that's why urban areas are far more liberal because they are forced to all 
coexist. Right. They know lots of different types of people, so they aren't scared of everybody. We here are very scared of anybody yeah, who so isn't we, just like us. A very xenophobic existence. Uh, we yeah. were... Um, the, in the first podcast where we had Ace Colley on, we were talking mm-hmm. about race. That was and, a good show. Oh, thanks. I watched it. Um, <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones, actually. Yeah, it was very good. Um, but, uh, and we were talking about how, like, Kyle growing up in, you know, s- small bumfuck town and having, you know, like, he, like mm-hmm. h- him kind of, his eyes being opened. Yeah. But I never, like, I never had, not to say that I've never done or said or <laughs> been a bigoted, racist, whatever, but but I've never felt that way. I've never had like, like, oh, black people are whatever. Yeah. But I think part of the reason is, is because I was born in Minneapolis and I lived till I was four in Minneapolis. And like mm-hmm. we were, well, it was actually um, St. Louis Park, but our, our, our street was just mm-hmm. everybody. I mean, it was like, you know, I mean, it yeah. was a truly, truly uh, ethnically diverse street. There was even a lady that like uh, kept getting arrested because she wouldn't wear a shirt. <laughs> um, <laughs> true story. Um, but that wouldn't happen uh, in Brainerd. In and and then after that, I went to small town, small town, small town. Now you know, but I I, I, I never was like, oh, that's a black person. Like it's yeah. just like it, well, I mean, it kids, seemed to a certain extent. Kids have to be taught how to hate other people, but. I remember being a kid, you know, I grew up in Brainerd. There were, in my graduating class, two black students, and that was it. I did not Mm -hmm. meet or engage with or talk to a black person until I was in college, until I was 19. And I didn't grow up in a family. You know, my family was very, we talked a lot about racism and about how you treat people and how you don't treat people worse because of the color of their, like in theory. But those are just concepts until until you actually start to interact with people. And I, I, it, it skews so much about how we see the world. And if you never get out of this town and you never are in those other situations, it's easy to just look at entire groups of people and think that, you know, what they're like. I, I agree with you I that it know. that it ta- that it that you have that children kind of have to be taught to hate, mm-hmm. but they don't have to be taught that like different is is scary, right? I think that's pretty ingrained. I no, gonna, I think I it think, is ingrained. I think that's ingrained. Yeah, you right. don't understand. But that's like a like an animal, like exactly. Very yeah. base, you know, like right. So like like when you're a little, if mm-hmm. you if everybody around you is different, mm-hmm. right? Then that, they aren't that's different. Normal. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. But if you grow up not having any interactions with people that are a different mm-hmm. color than you, and then all of a sudden you have those interactions, mm-hmm. even if you've been taught your whole life that people are mm-hmm. people, whatever, yeah. it, they're still different. So yeah. they're still the same. So I always thought it was just interesting because I've never felt, I, I've never felt like people of a different race are any diff. Well, I mean, any different at all. Mm-hmm. They're just like every person is different and it, so it's always been an interesting thing and I've always I've never been able to quite get my mind around feeling that way I mean uh, a lot of it's are, there are cultural differences there yeah but those are, are cultural you but know, they're cultural like, and I feel I don't know I and those should be like I don't know, those are the ones that like you, you I feel like should be celebrated and oh, you yeah. should be able to tell jokes about because that's a cultural thing. It's not. It doesn't. You're not demeaning someone because of their, you know, because of because of their birth, you know, because of, right. because of their race. And I mean, and people from Finland have an accent. I mean, it's it's right. just a mm-hmm. purely thing. But people from Finland are just from Finland. So it's like stupid Finns. Oh, you know, fucking Finns. 
<laughs> actually, I uh, <laughs> I actually love Finland. They have the best really? public school system and the best maternals. In Finland, if you become pregnant, the government mails you an entire box full of shit for of your baby. Coat hangers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Texas does now. Um, no, they mail you up, and the box is like a cradle. Like you can, like they, the government sets you oh, up, really? oh. like because they get, they actually give a shit about babies and about women and whatever. Unlike America, no. Why do Coat they hangers, do that? Be- I mean, why why do they because give a shit about women and babies and stuff? I know, How, why right? would that be? Does that do they think that do, think do they feel like in some way that like yeah? I was gonna I say, does that somehow like uh, help your society? I don't know. I feel like maybe healthier, happier. But, Right. Well-adjusted citizens. What if that gives people the idea that they are worthwhile? Yeah, I mean, you don't want that. Then how do you feel at prison? It's a dangerous precedent. It's a slippery slope. Uh, You know, (laughs) that I'm gonna. I gotta chew on the whole Mm -hmm. prison industrial complex thing because I wonder how connected that is. It's listen. Because like to me, it makes it, it makes no sense to me as a from a fiscally conservative perspective. To be, oh, anti- there's nothing fiscally conservative no, about this whole. I mean, this is venture. just for your straight up um, nut job fucking social conservatives. Because let's face it, okay, if you're a, so, as but a social conservative, you're in, close you're not to job. half but, of the country does not believes that that the right. This is right, right? I, I don't. About, is it close the, to the? I think it's it close, to, close half? to half the country. I thought it was a lunatic minority. That believes that Roe versus Wade should be overturned. Oh, yeah. it's no, it's a majority of people believe that Roe versus Wade should be in place. A majority of people in America believe you should have the right to an abortion, at least in the first place. Yeah, because I get the impression that maybe like 20, 25% times. I, I, I really anti- got a piece. So let, let's, let, let's okay. take a quick okay. break and let's Perfect. actually, I want to look that stat up because I want to know how much that is. Yeah, it's no, I. I don't have the exact stat, but I know it's something around 70% well, I of carry around this Americans. thing. Is it that it's an oracle? Does it look like mine? Hmm. It's no, it is yours. A, did, can you shake yours and the light turns on? Mm-mm. Well, <sighs> then it's nothing like mine. But I can throw it when I'm angry and it makes <laughs> me feel better. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Like we'll Naomi be right back. Campbell or whatever. Welcome back to Spitballing, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Matt Taylor here with my good buddy. Kyle Amundsen. And we have Amy with a Y in the house Hello. today. So on our break, I did look it up. Uh, apparently, uh, just recently, the Gallup poll says that uh, 55% of Americans are now pro-choice. That's um, it? That's what it said, yeah. Um, really? Yeah, but what, so what does it say the percentage of people that are... Um, it didn't say the percentage of people that were that identified as pro-life, but it did say that uh, 38% of people polled mm-hmm. said that they were morally opposed to abortion. Did it break um, it down by trimester at all? No, okay. no, I think it was just a regular. But but that gives you a general idea. So, if, but even 38% of people are morally opposed are morally to opposed abortion. abortion is a humongous chunk of people. Yeah, and how many of those? But I'm, so I'm guessing most of those would probably be in favor of, like, you know, turn, turning over Roe versus Wade. I would think, but that I wouldn't say I would, I'd like. So I wouldn't say all of them. I would. But say you would say the lion's share of them, probably three quarters of them. Thirty-eight percent mm-hmm. of Americans are probably in favor of overturning Roe well, versus Wade. I don't know because if you got a if you got a chunk that says they're morally opposed to abortion, how many of those are morally opposed to or like morally opposed? But would not be comfortable making that choice for someone else. I don't know. You know? I didn't do the poll. Yeah, it's, there's it's a lot. So, I mean, a big chunk. But here's yeah. what 
drives me Anyways. crazy or kind of I can't quite get my mind around is I don't think that like the abortion issue is considered a conservative's a conservative issue, but mm-hmm. to me, it's not a conservative. Like a lot of things, the, ma- the, the yes. math isn't there for no. it to be a conservative issue, right? You know? It's not. It, Just like healthcare, conservatives are for, in theory, limited government. Right. More freedom is always better. No government interference in your personal decisions. It it should not be something that Republicans embrace, and they didn't used to. It used to be a conservative issue. When you look at when it started becoming legalized in states, it was Republicans who wanted to legalize it because they were for limited government. What happened was the fucking religious right found Ronald Reagan and figured out how do we get this base of people who traditionally haven't shown up to the polls, all of these really diehard religious people, how do we get them to show up to vote? And this was the issue that did it. And it's been a great issue for them to fundraise on for years. I didn't think it would really get overturned because I just assumed they needed it for fundraising. And it was one of those issues that they would just keep being like, yeah, we're going to outlaw it, but they wouldn't because they know it's a great I thing. I honestly never thought I would see it. I didn't either. But I'm now that it's ha- I'm not surprised that it's happened now that I they've been working on it strategically for 40 years. I mean, they've... I, it's some, if people are shocked, I don't know how they're shocked. It's uh, Republicans for I mean, the last 20 years have been saying so we're going to outlaw Rovers. We've shit the bed. You know, how like, we're going to do it. I, another weird thing that I've seen a lot um, on Facebook and stuff, um, a, lot of, a, a lot of young women that I know to be kind of conservative-leaning, a lot of, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just, like a lot of Trumper, mm-hmm. a lot of Trumpers are now mad that this happened. Yeah. And I'm like... You did this. Yes. But at the same time, that's when I'm like, okay, do I want to yell at them and be like, you did this? Mm-hmm. But then I have to keep in mind, like I said, before, like we talked about before, mm-hmm. um, we fucking did this too, mm-hmm. you know, by totally stepping we on our dicks in every this. fucking way and being like pussies about uh, like well, the Supreme Court justice thing. Like, no, you can't, you can't, uh, you can't. You know, we're not gonna um, nominate. It. We're, we're not gonna. We're, we're not gonna bring in a Supreme Court justice the last year of the Obama presidency. No, we've, and five we've days left by of the, the rules yeah. Too long. We've let long. them not play by the rules. But right. We tried to hold the moral high ground and be like, no, we're gonna do things. Good. No, that hasn't won us anything. It's just. Well, Fucked us even yeah. more. Fuck the moral high ground. The view and used to be nice from there, but now all you can see is fucking like dumpster yeah. fires and fucking. I mean, garbage. when I Trump getting elected happened because fucking Bernie's. Listen, I believe in every Bernie Sanders position. Mm-hmm. I am a diehard. Li- I am for free college. I'm for all of that shit. I basically think we should have a nanny state. I'm for all of that. <laughs> However. However, that man was not going to get elected. Like it or not, Hillary Clinton was the chosen one. This is what party politics do. They, the party gets together and decides this is who our candidate is. That's, that, that's why we that's can never, happened. ever fix this. And we can never fix this because we have... The Nader effect. We, 
<laughs> right, right. Yeah, actually, I was like I said, yeah. I, I feel like when I when I when I sit down to talk to people, I have to like give them my voting record. And man, yeah. like I I voted for for Ralph Nader and in in. Uh, oh, you um, did that. Yeah, exactly. Learned my lesson, right? Never never take a chance. Mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I remember thinking there really was no difference between mm-hmm. um, Al Gore and sure. George W. Bush. And and then in retrospect, I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> and then then I'm driving in the car one day, not that long ago, uh, during the Trump administration, and I and I'm listening to George Bush, like, be the voice of reason, and I'm like, oh my god, how does that happen? This is this is so strange. I'm in the fucking twilight zone here. I remember. So we cannot never make a change unless we are no. able to change the two party system, and we cannot and change a two party. It, it it's really easy. Mm. It starts with. Ranked choice voting, and we need to pass that at a local level. Brainerd City Council, ranked choice voting. County commissioners, ranked choice voting. And work its way up until ranked choice voting becomes the law of the land. And it, that, that's number one. And then we need to, but you need that first so that you can actually get decent right. politicians in. Mm-hmm. And then, and then work on you the can money. work on the gerrymandering and work on the money. And that's the way the only change I feel like it's the only way that change can be made. I also have gotten to the point, though, and it's kind of the same point where I've gotten on climate change, where I just don't think there are any actual solutions anymore. Like, there are things that we could do, Mm -hmm. but I just don't think that there's ever going to be the will to do them. And for that reason, we're basically fucked. We're just fucked. So it really doesn't matter. (laughs) That's why we watch, that's why we watch, uh, you know, The Road Warrior every day. I have gotten, I've, you know, I feel all of this outrage from so many of my friends and all these women and I'm having I feel like I went through that a long time ago and I've for 20 years been begging people to show up to vote even during midterms even when it's not sexy even when they didn't want to even when it was inconvenient show up to vote anyway I make sample ballots for my friends. If you're a friend of mine and you want to vote, but you're not sure who to vote for, but you trust my judgment, I will print out a sample ballot in your precinct and fill it out for you. Mm, just I will just do like the, the churches do. Exactly. Very good. Very good. Again, the caveat being you have to trust my judgment. Right. But I mean, do, that's something that that's something that churches do and say, here's your sample ballot. Yes. This is the way you should vote. Except I have to pay taxes. Right. Um, Slight but no, I, I do. I have a lot of friends who don't follow politics closely or they it's just not something they're interested in, but they know they need to vote. But they're not they haven't done research on who should I be voting for for city council or for I have a vast network of friends who I can go to and say, who do we think is a good person for this job and why? And who knows, especially with local stuff. So I will tell people, if you will please vote, I will get you. Just bring it with you, and it'll tell you who the good people vote for. I've done that for relatives every election that comes. What do you around. think of the idea that of that has never mm-hmm. um, made any? No, it never got anywhere. But what about compulsory voting? No, I. You know, I've kicked that idea around because they like in Australia where they do that. They have a high turnout, but I struggle with if I really want everybody to vote or not. There's, yeah. this, there's this part of me that thinks, you know, yes, democracy, we should all be voting. It's our job to take care of the society. But I know a lot of really fucking dumb people. Well, yeah. I and mean, like Trump voters. I mean, when the fuck do these schmucks get interested okay, in voting? But the thing know. is, is I, I don't disagree with you mm-hmm. that there's a ton of dumb people. And do we really want all the dumb people to vote? Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, a lot of dumb people do vote. 
Yes. Right. So it's not like it's not like only smart sure. people. Oh no. Only yeah. and as a matter of fact, I know a lot of smart people mm-hmm. that don't vote. Oh yeah, lots and a lot of left-leaning people who just fundamentally don't believe the system works anymore, and so uh, they don't show up to vote. I don't disagree with you about the Bernie Sanders yeah. thing, but I also really get it. Like oh, yeah. they like I have I have I get the passion. I have many. No, nah, I wouldn't say I know mm-hmm. a few people who were like. I would rather fucking die mm-hmm. than vote for Hillary Clinton mm-hmm. after the way the Democratic Party fucked Bernie Sanders. But they didn't fuck him. Okay. Well, they kind of fucked him. I mean, like, there was the whole, He's like... not with a the, Democrat. Okay, fine. Not a Democrat. But he was still running for the Democratic Party, and they were literally working... I mean, and I don't care whether... It, and yeah. it really doesn't matter whether or not it's yeah. true. It's all... But I know, I know several smart informed people mm-hmm. that believe it enough that they were willing to not vote at all mm-hmm. than to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And there was enough of those people to like let a fucking reality talk show host become the president of the United States. I mean, I which know is fucking frightening. I know a lot of lefties and I know some really fringe lefties and I know a lot of diehard Bernie supporters who would fucking never vote for a mainstream mainstream Democrat. What frustrates me is that most of those, most of the loudest advocates for abandoning, oh Jesus, you think I'm, don't know. Never done a podcast before. Um, Yeah, I don't have, my cards not always right in front of me. Anyway, they, the people that have just given up hope on the Democratic Party altogether, who refuse to be a part of it, who refuse to vote for them in any way, most of them, I hate to say it again, are people who don't have much skin in the game, like white, straight men. People who it won't matter if abortion goes away, it won't matter if gay marriage goes away, because for them it can be a theoretical exercise. They can hmm. they can go around and say the parties, both parties are exactly the same, because you know what? They're never going to be put in a position where they're denied an abortion. They're never going to be put in a position. The three people that I can think of off the top of my head, though, are mm-hmm. all three women. Really? Yep. Mine are all... That that men. were that were so mm-hmm. angry uh, with the whole, whole Bernie thing that they wouldn't that they wouldn't vote. Angry um, angry at what happened with Bernie? Would uh, to Bernie with the uh, with the de- the DNC yeah. and Bernie? Oh. I couldn't get upset about that just because. Again, like it or not, this is party politics. Parties get together oh, right. and they decide who their candidates the are. Corporate, their corporations. Bernie <laughs> is not and has never been a Democrat. He leans left and he votes with the Democrats a lot of the time. He leans he, left. But he is not one. <laughs> yes, he leans very, very far left. Um, <laughs> he leans he's, so far he's left he's laying yeah, down. He just did a cartwheel. <laughs> yes. But, like it or not, the activists in the Democratic Party who make the rules had made a decision and I don't know. I just there's and so we much, all have to face the, the suffer fact with the that, consequences. The fact that so many people were willing to let Donald Trump become president because they were mad about it. So honestly, I don't think I don't think in 2016 mm-hmm. that they thought that though. <laughs> That's Didn't the problem. They? No, I don't think so. I think that they were so angry with with uh, mm-hmm. the DNC that they were that they were going to refuse to vote for Hillary Clinton. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of people, I don't think there was. A, they they thought there was a chance. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't think that there was a chance because we were being told that. Same thing. Okay, so look. They fucked around in two thousand, in two thousand, when um, uh, Ralph Nader was running on the Green Party ticket, mm-hmm. 
I like really believed in the cause. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I Nader thought he, Nader was a great guy. I loved the Green Party. I loved everything that they I were doing the at the time. Party. And but I didn't think and in Minnesota it didn't mm-hmm. happen, but I didn't think enough people were going to vote for for Ralph Nader mm-hmm. to make George W. Bush the president. <laughs> and I was wrong. And you fucked around and found out. But we should have learned our lesson back then. Yeah, but like, I, but you got to remember, most people mm-hmm. who voted in this election, at, at least uh, um, on the left, mm-hmm. they were children when that happened. I know. God, that kind of old. I, there's Ugh. something I want to see. I, I want to get you guys. Uh, I want to take your guys' temperature on. Um, you were talking about uh, um, like the straight white voter mm-hmm. or straight white male voter mm-hmm. um, not having skin in the game. For no. skin. <laughs> right. I want... Uh, the best kind of skin. Have you guys seen this, too? Um, because, man, I saw a lot of it. I, I didn't see as much of it today, but for the first day or two, uh, a lot of angry um, women, which I understand the anger, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, and, and as you guys know, like, I was one of the guys that were, you know, that got told to shut up because I didn't yep. have a uterus. Yeah. Um, because, uh, you know, because apparently, you know, if you're a guy, um, especially a straight white guy, um, you, you you're, don't have you're not allowed an opinion mm-hmm. on uh, yeah. abortion, which mm-hmm. uh, like <laughs> which makes me want to say, shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, which uh, gives you the opportunity to be, get mm-hmm. jumped on. Like, did you just tell her to shut up? Mm-hmm. Um, even though clearly she should definitely shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw that a fucking lot. You know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a winning fucking strategy, you know, mm-hmm. like way to win people over to your fucking cause. You know, you and get the right to vote and you take our drinks away, you fucking. Right. <laughs> Bitches. Uh, so that I was like, that's just fucking stupid, you know, and then I'm like, am I like, is there something I'm missing here? Like, is that fair? But then I was like, OK, um, so here here was my thing. And I talked about this with somebody today. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, um it was like here was the conversation the conversation was like well you have to understand that women are mad and I'm like okay now I get being mad I'm mad too mm-hmm. alright are you madder than me okay I accept mm-hmm. that too mm-hmm. um, but I'm not going to <laughs> I'm not going to treat angry woman like mm-hmm. it's some kind of fucking like disorder or whatever mm-hmm. and I'm not going to fucking placate them like mm-hmm. children you know mm-hmm. which is kind of what like like, oh, you just need to stay out of their way and let them cool down. No, I fucking don't, you know, mm-hmm. because we're adults. Yeah. And I don't expect someone to, like, lash out angrily at their fucking friends and allies who agree with them and shit. Well, mm-hmm. you know, like, that's what liberals do. It is. Mm-hmm. It fucking is. And we all know it. And we've all talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that shit, oh, that I shit mean, needs to stop. I agree with you. I guess I would just say that I... Speaking on behalf of all women everywhere, again, um, because I'm happy to do that. We tend to get a little sensitive to the idea that this, going back to the Supreme Court being all white men and the people in power being all straight white men, we've spent our entire lives having mainly men tell us, this is something you're not allowed to do and here's why. And 
you're too stupid to make your own decisions, so that's why we need to make them for you, um, because you're a little too emotional and you're a little too hysterical and bitches be crazy, so we need to... So we do tend to get a little... I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. I guess over-emotional when we feel like men are still trying to tell us what we should do. That doesn't make it right that you get jumped on for saying anything. All I'm saying is that's where and the I response think it's coming is, from. The response to like you're I too emotional a, yeah. should never be like no. to get to get too emotional. No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And I I think what you're seeing now is just raw fucking anger from people which frustrates me honestly just because anybody who's been paying attention to this issue Abortion has been so inaccessible for at least the last 20 years. It might as well have been illegal. Fundamentally, this isn't going to change a ton because Because we've already made it impossible. Right. In many of the states that... In many of the... Like in Minnesota, it shouldn't change... Right. At least uh, for now, it's not going to change anything in Minnesota. It shouldn't change anything in Minnesota. In fact, the North Dakota Clinic is moving to Minnesota. But in Texas... Like, in Texas, it's already fucking it's, impossible. Uh, it's ba- it's basically impossible <laughs> yeah. in Texas. Yeah, and it's now it and, still will continue and it to be will impossible. continue to be impossible. So mm-hmm. it hasn't it hasn't really changed the dial. Yeah. Um, it's in not like, practicality, but it yeah. is a huge step backward. Oh yeah. In um, now here's the interesting thing. I don't know the answer to the question. Has the Supreme Court ever overturned a decision? And then reinstated it. Hmm. I'll bet they have. Prohibition. That was no, because they never. Amendment. Um, probably. I mean, they can do whatever the fuck they want. Well, they really can. That's true. I mean, they. The whole the I I think what. Where's John has, when we need him? Yeah. <laughs> John would know. Can he we would get know. A call, can we do a call in? And we, can, just, we, can I use a lifeline? John on the phone. <laughs> um, he would absolutely know. Um, uh, uh, what was I going to say? I had a whole train of thought, and then I, and then I lost it, just like abortion rights. That's all right, because our battery might have ran out. Yeah. Did it really? No, it didn't. What's that oh. red light mean? Uh oh. The recording light. It's the recording oh, the, light. Oh, I thought, but the, the red one in the middle. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's recording. Oh, fair That's enough. So crazy. You're a real um, pro. <laughs> so we've been going for a while. I have some. Oh, uh, there are some other yeah, things. Okay, you want to finish well, your yeah, train of thought? No, I think yep. I remember what I was saying. Um, this has been coming for so long and I have been fighting for so many years that I just I can't get as excited about it as I should be or as angry about it as I should be I am angry but there's a huge part of me looking at even other women going where were you 10 20 years ago well, where were you when the midterms happened where were you when we were saying for years this and that's is kind of the way i thought to, that's kind of the way i feel about some of these people telling me to shut up i'm like yeah. i vote like this yeah. like i didn't see you at the fucking rally I the other day you know like i'm there yeah. you know like and then and then you got, and then i got somebody telling me to shut the fuck up and yeah. i'm like oh my god this is infuriating so I mean, telling people to shut the fuck up when you're on a social media platform where the whole thing is just to have conversations anyway. Especially on my, like, I posted this. Don't tell me to shut up. (laughs) Again, social media is not the real world, even though it feels like it. I think things get so overblown, especially things that are on Twitter, get so overblown and people start to feel like that's the real world. I've never been able to figure it out. It's not the real world. Like, talking to people in real life, yeah, Twitter is... 
Man, when you have ADHD, it's hard enough to keep track of things, and Twitter is just like thoughts coming at so you. So I, I say this all the time, but I, like, I'm, I, I mean, I'm by no means unplugged, um, but I'm just such a narcissist when it comes to any kind of social media. <laughs> like, all I do is post shit I want to post. I don't really oh, yeah. look at anybody else's shit, and I don't read anybody else's shit, and I just... Like it just it's water off a duck's back. I just yeah, right. and I and and I'm too fucking old to figure out a new. Yeah, uh, I maybe I'd like Twitter, but I'm too old to you like would. figure it Twitter out. Twitter sucks. My brother loves Twitter. I I've tried Twitter. I have three Twitter accounts that I never use. I mean, I can't even figure out my only me's. I'm a f- too. Is that is that even the right thing? Did I say it right? The what? Only me. Oh no, oh. OnlyFans. Oh, only God damn it. OnlyFans. Totally <laughs> when I said it, it came out. I was like, maybe that's not the right thing. <laughs> no, it's OnlyFans. Bad joke. No, I Twitter is too much. Twitter is too short. I cannot say anything in two sentences. That's impossible. I'm a little long-winded myself. I need lots of words to get my thoughts out. I've it's, never even had an Instagram or Snapchat. I have account. an Instagram. I d- we do have one actually, Kyle. Oh, do we? <laughs> yeah, but there's just like the first five <laughs> pictures on it. I have one because it. Because when Instagram started happening, I thought, oh, I should do that. I don't like it as much, and I like that I have it set up so that it feeds right into Facebook. So that if I post something, that will go on my Facebook page, and yeah. then I can talk about it on Facebook. People Instagram have explained is, to me that that happens. I just don't understand it. I don't. Instagram's all pictures. What if you want to have a thought without a picture? Mm. I don't need a picture of everything to have a thought anyway. This is not what I need. But at least but, it's worth but a thousand But abortion's illegal again, so... <sighs> now you have time. Now I got plenty of time. I'll be having babies. And um, One thing I was thinking about earlier, which I almost posted on Facebook, and I started writing it, and then I went, I don't have time for this. When I, had, when I was pregnant for the first time, so I've never had to have an abortion... Praise Planned Parenthood and Brainerd. Um, the only reason I've never had to have one is because I had access to easily obtained birth control as a teenager and as a young person, and that was reliable. Yeah. And fortunately for me, that meant I never had an unplanned pregnancy. How can you? How can anybody be pro-life and anti-contraception? Because it's to, not about. Because it's about religion. It's that's all it's about. It's about religion and it's about punishing women again. They don't like it. Women and, should not be able to have free sex that doesn't involve consequences. And it's about sacred sperm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's men should be able, men are expected but, to go out and have sex with zero consequences. That's just, that's boys will be boys. Yeah. Women should be punished. If we dare right, to okay. have sex, but that does that, not, that, that I hear what you're saying and I don't, yeah. I think that there is, but it's like, mm-hmm. if I, if I'm a man and I want to fuck somebody, mm-hmm. then, then it would be nice to have birth control so that, right? so that like, I could continue to mm-hmm. fuck those people. You would think. That, like that's it, what it, makes it, the it most seems sense like to it's, me. I seem, it seems like you're, like, those are not mm-hmm. in your, you're, you're acting against your own best interest. It's not a logical thing. It's a religious thing. They, all they care about is... Is it that... Is, there, is 38% of America that fucking religious? Absolutely. Really? Oh, yeah. Have you been to Morrison County? <laughs> well, oh, it's Lord. true. There are... It's... Yeah. People... Man, when you get religion involved... You know, crisis pregnancy centers infuriate me. But what 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 is a crisis oh pregnancy God. center? So crisis, we have one in town here, Lakes Area Pregnancy Support, 
it is essentially oh, a fake, yeah. it's a fake clinic. They yep. get women to believe that they're a birth control clinic or a, most of the time they want you to believe they're an abortion clinic. Because if you're looking for an abortion, you'll call them and then they can talk you out of it. Well, they can scare you out of it. And then you go in and then they basically... And you go in and they tell you that, oh, look, you're pregnant. You have a baby. They guilt you. They show you horrible films about how terrible abortion is. They lie to you about what happens during an abortion. It's their religious organizations. And they also don't believe in birth control because they're religious and they believe that you should only be having procreative sex inside the bounds of a heterosexual marriage. So right. they don't encourage birth control because they don't think you should get it. But even, relig- even religious dudes mm-hmm. want to have sex with people. Yeah. <laughs> but then you have to, that's, then you got to get married. I know. There is too. You just got to get married. Okay. 38% of the, that's, that's 38% of America it doesn't think that though. Do you guys have any Religion insight into like one thing that I've been curious about and I've been thinking about this a lot today. Um, so how does, um, cause I keep reading about, well, you know, in the case of rape or incest, you know, mm-hmm. like that you can, so it's another thing. Shouldn't have to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, who the fuck do you have to prove that to in those mm-hmm. States, you know, like is that a thing? Does your doctor or does a, like a, what, like a healthcare professional, or can you just say it, or do they have some like creepy fucking redneck dude like that just keeps saying like fucking fuck yeah when you're relating your horrible story to him? You know, like, I can tell you what they did before it was legal because there were exceptions before Roe versus Wade. You could get an abortion if you were deemed to be like a suicide risk if you told the doctor you were going to kill yourself. But you had to actually go in front of a panel of male doctors and convince them that you a deserved panel. a panel. So I suppose the same thing if you're like if you're if you were if you were raped or like you incest. Have to convince the, that's what you need that to that do. You need to go in front of a fucking yep. a panel mm-hmm. of fucking people, a panel of men, a panel of men. Panel of in men. this instance, maybe maybe we've come so fucking far maybe that there'll be, be female a lady doctors. Doctor. Who you knows? Know. But you've got to tell this fucking room full of people about this fucking nightmarish fucking thing that happened to you. Yeah. Like that you fucking still coming to grips with yourself, but you're going to fucking relate that to these fucking people so that you can just put this behind you. Show that you're deserving to get one. You have to prove to them that you deserve to get one. That fucking concept makes me want to fucking... And that's why I hate the idea of talking about rape because you shouldn't need a reason. You shouldn't have to prove to anybody you deserve it. But there are so many people who are anti-abortion who will make an exception for themselves or for their family or for their daughter or for their girlfriend or their mistress. They're against it, but when they decide they need one, they decide that they are smart enough and well-equipped enough and their situation is unusual enough that it's okay in their circumstance. But they've decided that everybody else's circumstance is not good enough, is not... And then we get back to the economics... Of course, you know, like you're going, going, like going out of state to get one or whatever yeah, uh, is going to become, you know, Just like a doable for if you have the means. That's you know. always been the case, though, that rich it, women uh, will always get abortions. always been able to have abortions, even during even when abortions, you know, pre Roe yeah, versus Wade. They had doctors like if you had, they could go to. And yes. There was always a network of a safe doctor. They knew We're, rich women, rich people can do whatever they want and they will continue to get abortions. It's poor people. Um, people that already uh, most abortions happen to people who are already parents 
So if you're mm-hmm. already a mother, that's what people have this idea that it's all 16 year old girls or, you know, college girls who just want a career. It's usually mothers who right. already have a child and can't imagine trying to take care of another one when they have the one that they already have. So do you know, does, has this decision cha- changed RU486? You know, the... The, the medical abortion. So there's surgical abortion and medical abortion. And as far as I know, they would both be outlawed under this. Well, they would not be out. They, they would be able to be outlawed. Yes. In the instance. Because because yes. all states all, would be able to ban. Them. Yes. Because all Roe versus Wade said was that abortion is the Supreme Court says mm-hmm. abortion is legal in uh, uh, across all states. Now, without it. Mm-hmm. Each state can make their own right. decision. So, so Minnesota yeah. will still be, because it's all about states' rights. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, um, that's what these people are concerned with. Well, actually, yeah. that's what it's not about abortion. It's it about makes us more rights. free, really, when you think about it. Well, it makes Minnesota a better place. Women to be. in Alabama just don't need abortions as much as women in California do. No, no, they're living in the Bible Belt where things are fucking fantastic and everything's sunny, and they're good at education and the economy, and the, the local economy, and shit like that. Up, so, and, the, yeah. so what they really need is a few bringing up the rear in everything. Uh, what we should add. More, more babies, babies, unwanted babies. More babies in poverty. So, tell me a little bit about your podcast. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> God. I so on, we started our podcast five years ago, I think, and it actually started because I was in an atheist group with my current co-host, Amy, with an I. We were fans of this other podcast called Thank God I'm Atheist. Okay. And Thank God I'm Atheist had a Facebook group, and that's there was a group that launched off from that that was just women fans of the podcast. It was like okay. a ladies group. And we got into a conversation about how there really are not many atheist podcasts that are hosted by women. Like, hmm. really, I mean, the vast majority of atheist podcasts are white dude bros and they're lovely people and we like them and we're fans of them they got i'm atheist as two guys but they're really the only show that was hosted by women was called godless bitches which was a great show it was done Hmm. by the atheist community of austin but it kind of fizzled out it never really went anywhere and so we were like we want to hear a show that's with women and then we thought we'd like to talk we could do that and it lit we did not know each other we just decided on facebook we should do a podcast really okay interesting so your co-host i never amy with an i amy with an i she you don't know her personally i met her one time in real life really Um, we before we decided to do the show we had a few phone conversations because we thought we should see if we even get along i guess if we're gonna do a show but it really was just we want a show that's women atheists because no, we never get to hear that and it turned out we get along and we have you know we both live in very red areas so that's kind of the thing that's similar she's mm. in texas and even though she's in a suburb and she's near an urban you know she grew up mormon she's a former mormon and she lives in a very red area what's her address um it's five five seven um yeah, no. So we both, we talk a lot about just being in a rural red area and being a liberal. That's kind of one of the themes of what we talk about. We started out very atheist and we quickly devolved into just any fucking nonsense we well, want to talk about. So that so. was kind of my, my question was, so you've been yeah. doing this for five years and mm-hmm. you essentially do it once a week. Kind of. Like. We go through big gaps where we 
just don't because we're women and we're not very reliable. Um, That's sexist. And sometimes we have to go get abortions. We can be way more unreliable than <laughs> so you. Oh, yeah, farmer. We have kids because we didn't have enough abortions. So then we have to deal with our fucking kids. Who has? Who's had enough abortions? And, you know, I'm honestly, I'm surprised at how many people I know in the past several days have said they had an abortion. Oh, really? And I would have had no idea. And I'm very happy that that's happening. You know, Some of the most adamant I, I anti-abortion like, people I know have had abortions. Oh, absolutely. But pe- it's not something anyone wants to talk about and I think the more you, you know, hear I think that's from an people, I- interesting, yeah. the, more, the more that takes the stigma away. Women don't talk about I, it with I think each other. They, I think that, I mean, yeah. There's so much shame involved that most people I don't know And if people that you abortions. know and respect come out and say, and say look, I had an abortion this is why. the circumstances and I and I, thank God because whatever. That's how we turned a corner on gay issues, on gay rights. Right. People started coming out of the closet and talking about it, and you realized you knew somebody who was gay. Right. And that's what changed the stigma. That's what we need to do is start making it less shameful, something we can talk about. But neither Unless Amy, Clarence Thomas gets his fucking way. Fucking dick. Piece of shit. Yeah. So Amy and I both, we've never had abortions, so we can't talk about our abortions, which sucks. But she was a Mormon, so she just had to keep having babies. That's the way it goes. I did not have to have any babies. I made a decision to do it, which still shocks me. So she grew up um, Mormon, and then... She grew up Mormon. And she, then, in fact, she was Mormon until about five years before I met her in that group. So... She was married in a makes temple. Makes sense to, uh, to that she went... So how, how did you end up getting to the, to the point, to the atheist... It was... Um, when did you sell your soul to Satan? Yeah. Oh, God. 1980. No. I grew up Lutheran, but I grew up the strict kind of Lutheran. There's two different kinds of Lutherans. There's the ELCA Lutherans, and they're liberals, and they're mostly hippies, and they're good people. And Trinity is an ELCA church. No problems with the ELCA. Then there's the Missouri Synod Lutherans, and they okay. are the conservative concert. Like, they're the basically the Baptists of Lutheranism, which hmm. you don't know growing up because when you're growing up in a church, you just think everybody goes to that church and that's what it is. And so I actually went to church up through high school. My parents never forced it on me. It was never, I found out later that my mom wasn't allowed to join the church because she refused to say that men should be the head of the household. Huh? Apparently she went to the classes to <laughs> okay. try to join the Good church and my dad never went to church. His family went to this church. And she, <laughs> like, yeah. like, I've got to say, like, what? Yeah. She. Damn. She grew up Catholic, and then she got pregnant at 17, and that really. Yeah, Catholics got were like not kicked out. After yeah. that. Um, and since she married my dad. Who his, was not a Catholic. Who was not a Catholic. Excommunicated. Nor religious. Um, his family, though, went to this Lutheran church, and she was like, well, that's the thing you're supposed to do with kids, right? You're supposed to take them to church because that's how they have a moral compass. And, like, she's a teenager. She doesn't know. She just So she brought us to church. Again, my dad never went with. He had no interest in any of this. But she didn't tell us until years later that, yeah, she had joined. She'd taken a class to try to join the church. And, like, the first session, the pastor was talking about, well, you know, the man should be, he should make the decisions. And she said, but <laughs> what if I make better decisions? Like, why does, and she questioned that. And they fi- finally just said, no, you have to believe that to join the church. And she's like, well, fuck that. But she kept sending us, which is still yeah. like, really, mom? Why did we Makes have sense. to? Anyway, um, no, I went to college is what happened. I took one sociology class where they 
taught us about how religion controls people and laid it out in a manner that made perfect fucking sense where it was like here's here's something that religions use their power to control people to do the things they want them to do so so that's and that got me thinking about it that got me more like thinking oh so no god is an option like you don't you know when you're growing up you don't think that's even enough you just they're just god that made me start thinking about it i didn't become like a diehard atheist until after 9-11 which Hmm. i got so fucking angry that the church that i had grown up in kept sending me newsletters and one of their newsletters said that they were going to punish the local pastor because he had participated in an interfaith um, prayer service after 9-11. How dare he? And that pissed me off so much that I wrote a letter to my former church um, because I like to write a sternly worded letter. (laughs) I'm pretty well known for it. it made me so fucking mad. I want to get on your Christmas card list oh, just for the sternly just, sternly worded Christmas cards. I love a sternly worded letter. I wrote them a letter and said, this is clearly not the same type of God that I believe. At the time, I think I was still floating in deism. So like, maybe there's a God. But they sent me a letter back and said, you're no longer a member of the church. So I'm pretty <laughs> proud that I got kicked out of the yeah. church. Kicked right the fuck out. I floated around calling myself agnostic for a while. And then eventually, I, I don't know, I just got to the point where it was like, why do I believe any of this anymore? Agnostic is what we're saying when we're trying not to hurt people's Ign- feelings. Agnostic is, is here's the thing, Penn Jillette, uh, yeah, big libertarian, yeah. so he, in his book, he makes the very good point that you can be agnostic and an atheist. So you're agnostic based on what you know. Do you know there's a God? Well, no, nobody right. does. So really, everybody's agnostic. Atheism just says, I don't believe there is one. I think the chances are better than not that there probably isn't one. There could be one, and maybe someday something will happen to make me believe that. But my belief is that that probably doesn't exist, and that's why I'm an atheist. So yeah, then I just kind of, then I started a local atheist group, because oh, I really? thought, okay. there's got to be other atheists in this town, and I want to find out who they are. So I... <laughs> I put an ad in the dispatch. Really? How long ago was that? 2006-ish? I mean, it was... And around here, if I saw that ad, I would be like, they're fucking trying to sniff me out. I thought hard about how I was going to word that thing. Because I was... I remember I had been listening, I think... Maybe I'd been reading a book somewhere where they talked about how, again, you need to be open with your atheism because people think they don't know atheists, and atheists are one of the most hated groups in America. Really? Even more so than gay people. Interesting. When you poll people about who they would rather have as president, atheist comes I've in at the that. bottom of the list. It's interesting. We are Do you not remember trusted. what was that Jodie Foster movie where? Uh, oh, contact. Contact, yeah. Yes. And that was kind of fairly famous because she was an yep. atheist, and mm-hmm. that was like a big thing. And I remember watching that thinking, like, is this actually a real fucking thing? Yeah. Like, no, does anybody give a shit? Are really fucking hated. I just, I put an ad saying, you know, get together for non religious community. Like, I didn't, I didn't use the A word. I rarely do. Um, but I ended up with a group of like seven or eight people that showed up at, at Sunshine. At my old restaurant? That's where yeah. we met. We used to meet there um, like every other Wednesday. We used the room. A wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah. We, did a, we did a viewing there once of Letting Go of God, which is an amazing one-woman show by Julia Sweeney. So, yeah, we 
Huh. We, every time we met, we met there. But no, I just, it was kind of like, I want to, and then it got a little bigger and people heard about it and we would get together every week and it started to grow. And at a certain point, about five years down the road, I thought, I just don't give a shit that much about atheism anymore. Well, see, that's the thing that I like. So I handed it over to somebody else and was like, if you guys want to keep hanging out, you can. I'm not organizing this anymore. I so just, t- I, so I have... Mm-hmm pretty much been an atheist my entire adult life mm-hmm. um <clears throat> when i was uh ooh, like 16 like mm-hmm. i went through the whole like born again thing ooh, yeah. and uh for a for a short period of time and yeah you know it was like one of those things it was like a Were retreat you one of the cool christians well no. no i really wasn't so i went to like a retreat and uh, it was like sleep depth three days, blah, blah, you know, go up there. Oh, people were talking tongues. I like gave my life to Jesus and all of, of that. 17, 16. Mm-hmm. And it lasted about a year. Um, mm-hmm. And in that time, like I started doing like Bible study and stuff and was like, because I had, we, Have you I never went thing? to <laughs> church, you know, yeah. like we, I, for a short period of time, we went, I went to a Catholic church when I lived in a town that everybody was Catholic. Mm-hmm. Um, but County. I was like, it was just like, I was just go, we just go fuck off and hang around with our friends. And I didn't go take communion because I wasn't Catholic. But anyway, and then the Bible study was like, wait, <laughs> what? Like, it, I, I, it, I right away was like, this seems like uh, bullshit. Smell a little bit like bullshit. And then, mm-hmm. so, but up till that point, I don't really have much of a belief of anything. And then I was like, oh, I think this is fucking crap. Yeah. And then I became an atheist, mm-hmm. became an atheist, which like isn't really anything. Well, I feel like there's stages of athe- especially people who grew up very religious and have See, become atheists. I think atheists. that's kind of the key is like without there are stages of we call them baby atheists. So baby atheists have just recently come out of religion and they are pissed right. off. Yeah, because and I, I I probably had about a year of, at yes, that point where everybody kind of goes me through and my, that. Where you my few buddies were all like discuss Fuck the God, concepts or, and you want to really get into all the apologetics and that's really interesting for a few years and then you get to a point where you're like this just isn't that interesting of a topic anymore because it's a it's a, you don't it, care because the yeah. thing is is like atheism it's like is not is stamp collecting. it's like not stamp collecting it's yeah. a not thing yeah so like I can't be too passionate about something that doesn't have any of its own beliefs. It I just don't, I just think what you believe is stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, how long can I, how many mm-hmm. times can I stay that, say that? Yeah. You know? so, I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I've told either of you about this mm-hmm. before. I was very, um, I but I do hate very, Christmas as much I as I wish for my Christmas. dad's sake, like that there was like an, an afterlife and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, and all that jazz. Like, you know, it's easy to get sucked into that. Mm-hmm. I was proud of my father um, for like on his deathbed this this last year, um, saying like telling the chaplain that they sent him to see him like I don't believe in any of that. Wow! And I'm like, damn, you know, like because I can see how like the older you know because the older people right. get, the more inclined they are to like you know mm-hmm. because at that point like what the fuck else like the. They, you yeah. know, you're going to want to, mm-hmm. you know, and nothing drives belief like the desire, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and just that kind of, you know, and, 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 which is kind of weak, but, you know, un- yeah. totally understandable. I mean, it's the whole, the, the whole, there, there are no atheists in foxholes. Yeah. Which and is then, like. So for my dad to tell him, like, I don't believe in any, I don't believe in that stuff. I'm just like, God damn. All right. Way to die with your boots on, old man. You yeah, know, right. like fucking, 
I was impressed. I remember as a kid thinking, I, I remember asking our pastor in Sunday school what happened to all the kids that didn't hear about Jesus. Because I remember being taught that you have to accept Jesus in your heart to go to heaven. And I, it was at a time when the famine was going on in Ethiopia. And you oh, heard yeah. about it on the news. And I remember thinking, Feed there's probably the kids in Ethiopia. Girl. What if they didn't hear about Jesus? Like, I was concerned that well, those kids heard had never it, heard it. They heard it. about it because of Feed the World, remember? Yes. Yeah. But I, I think the answer, I never got a good answer to that. Like, I think I was told, well, that's why we have to be missionaries so that we could. But I'm like, it's really, though, is there a God that would be like, no, that kid goes to hell because nobody told him about Jesus. So right. that was like the first inkling as a child that I was kind of like. <laughs> you did not get seems, the memo. <laughs> this seems. And then I also remember being terrified that my dad was going to go to hell. Because, because he, he didn't go to church. he didn't go to church. And he never talked about religion. I Honestly, we've never had an in-depth... Co- I assume he's probably an atheist and just doesn't give a shit. But I was terrified well, as a child. I would have nightmares. Is that, that a generational thing? Because I did not know that my dad... That, I was surprised by that answer because yeah. he never, we never... My yeah, dad never, never talked, talked about no, religion. We've never talked. I've talked with my mom about it several times just because she deals with Catholic guilt because she was raised Catholic. Yeah. So she's got all this hate, you know, residual anger towards the Catholic my, church. My mom was um, a yeah. Catholic and she had a baby at a young age and was yep. excommunicated and all that yep. shit. And like, I remember talking to her mm-hmm. when I was a kid about God. I said, mom, do you believe in God? She goes, yeah, but I'm going to hell. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well. My mom's, mom's got always that figured had out. kind of this. She's had. She still hangs on a little bit to the afterlife idea, and she'll even tell you that it's because she wants to believe that she'll see her brother, like her brother who died years ago, and she she likes having that belief. How deeply she feels it, I don't know. So, like when I when I did my my uh, giving my life to Christ thing, mm-hmm. so it wasn't an afterlife deal for me. Mm-hmm. I thought I actually thought I was on to something with this like power of prayer. And I was also kind of pissed off mm-hmm. when that shit didn't work. So I was like, because like let down. it was, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. So like, if I do this, I get, I have like the ear of God and then I can like talk to him and ask him for shit. And then like, as long as I am good and pure, then, mm-hmm. and then I'd be like, what the fuck, dude? Mm-hmm. Like, and dude, it's that letdown. I feel the same way. Well, to this day, every day when my mutant powers haven't manifested yet, and I'm mm-hmm. 49 years right. old. Yeah. Right. Fuck. I just think, I, you know, people talk about, people are shocked by atheism somehow. And how does, the world makes the most sense to me if it's chaos. You yeah. know, kids die of cancer. Right. What the fuck is that? Yeah. How, is there, do you want to delve into that plan and explain that one? And fucking, like, ugh. shit just happens. Bad shit happens. And I honestly, I feel bad for people who rack their brains thinking about, what did I do to make God this do this to me? Why did God do this? Why? It, when you could let go of that and just be like, because the world is chaos and shit happens. Nobody... Nobody did a bad thing, and that's why kids die of cancer. It's just we have to try to make it better while we're here. Do you that's ever, all we can do. Do you ever feel bad about, like, because, okay, I judge the shit out of people. I judge people oh, all day long. Be- between my judging and pettiness, like, mm-hmm. you know, like people think that I'm joking about being a shit person. <laughs> no, seriously, <laughs> shit person. Um, but, like, yeah. a lot of times, especially over the last couple of days when I've been seeing these, like, r- religious, like, these these arguments 
these anti-abortion arguments that are based in religion. And I look at these people, and I'm like, I'm trying to fucking rem- like maintain my respect towards you and all that shit, you know. But at the, like, in, like deep inside, I want to tell them you're a fucking child, mm-hmm. you know. You're fucking like what you like. You're fucking. You're, it's one thing to have childish beliefs for your own fucking amusement and whatever mm-hmm. the fuck, but like when your childish beliefs cause you to fucking like like infringe on other people's freedoms and shit mm-hmm. like that. Well, then you're then you're a shitty. You're not just a child. You're a shitty child. Yeah. And I'm just like, wants your way and wants everybody to see things man. and see them. And, and then I'm like, God damn, Kyle, that's not very cool. But then I'm like, I don't know what they're doing heard, is fucking cool either. Is that in- if you heard the stuff that didn't come out of my mouth, <laughs> like I tell people I'm pretty fucking judgy, but there's still stuff that I don't say that's I don't even want to admit to thinking. I try very hard not to be judgy and not to be judgmental and to accept people. And I think I get along pretty well with a lot of people, but. I don't try very hard to I do I have those some things. mean, judgy <laughs> thoughts. I just... Well, that's what you get a podcast for. That's why, yeah, I can talk about it on the and, podcast. And you guys pull it off. You're both funny. You know, like... Yeah, we're both I, funny. In it's, fact, I've had, like, we've talked before mm-hmm. about, like, stand-up comedy. Like, I think yeah. you should fucking try your hand at stand-up comedy. I think you're fucking hilarious. Had I any energy left? Although, you've never met my brother. My brother and I would do a brilliant podcast uh, because he is... He's funnier than I am with a lot less words. <laughs> So, like, just our text message string to each other is so fucking hilarious. And you'll have a conversation with him, and he'll just, yeah. I've tried, I've tried, like, we should do a podcast, Eric. He absolutely will. I would love to, like, have a camera crew follow Kyle and I around whenever we're doing anything, because mm-hmm. Kyle says the funniest fucking shit oh, yeah. when he's not trying. It just, it just kills me. When my brother and I get going on a conference, like, we'll, it's so great. And my mom will just sit and shake her head and look at both of us like, what? did I do so you're you're a big reader right no oh I thought you said you were I mean I listen oh. to a lot well, of audio I'm gonna do oh that's I all have, I all yeah, I do too I don't ever read anymore I don't have time I gave yeah. up reading reading yeah though this is actually the I only when I once I read bl- once I fucking pretty much went blind and I had sleep apnea so every time I'd open a book I'd fall asleep anyway yeah. Yeah. all that shit was off the table I th- there's a book that I want to highly recommend and it's actually the only book in recent times that I have purchased in, in as an actual book yeah, yeah, because yeah. I loved the audiobook so much and I really wanted to see the pictures. Wow. <laughs> um, and it, it's called um, The Immortality Key and it is by this guy named Brian. His last name's like really long. But it is about how the um, cult of Dionysus became early Christianity and used um, the Eucharist uh, was hallucinogenic. All right. And he lays out this argument beautifully, incredibly. And I think it's actually, the book is, is awesome to listen to because his background is he is a really amazing linguist Mm -hmm. and he knows ancient Greek. And then, so he's reading from these Mm -hmm. ancient Greek texts and then able to like lay it over. So if you were actually reading it, reading it, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't know what those words meant anyway. You'd sound them out and you whatever. So when you're hearing him explain it, it's very cool. But then you got to actually get the book itself because there's all these like really cool pictures that uh, it's very interesting. But I, I, I really loved it. And the reason I brought that up was that like, so I, uh, have had, so I've always said like, I, I, you know, in my adult life that I, you know, I I don't believe in God or whatever. Um, but then recently, um, 
had a DMT experience where I like okay. went to another universe and like had this conversation with this with these these entities and it was a very interesting experience and since then have become less rabid mm. in my n- non-existence of faith at least I can understand why people feel like there is more oh, yeah. to this than mm-hmm. what we see. It hasn't made me any. It hasn't I mean, I definitely hasn't made me any more religious, right? I can see what I mean. I I can. I really liked being religious when I was. Well, I it's get the one those, appeal like, to yeah. it. Yeah. I, um, well, my Sunday school, well, our youth leader at our church took us to Country Kitchen and got us free caramel rolls every Sunday, and that's the only reason I continued showing up, but it worked. Are they still in that business? Because I will go to Sunday school for free caramel I'm, rolls. Every, but not at Country Kitchen. They, mm, back in the not. day. May, oh, back in the day. Oh, yeah. Back in the day. Kind of went around. I don't even think they exist anymore. Well, caramel rolls? No, I'm pretty sure they're around. <laughs> the wings. That's the best caramel rolls in town by far. Yeah, I, I feel like I have a theory that everybody in Brainerd worked at Country Kitchen at some point, and if they didn't, they're not really from Brainerd. Mm, might be true. I never worked there, though. You're, you probably don't exist I might, either. I, exist. I don't know. I, the, I'm the a awkward, transplant from down the road, though. Well, that's, the awkward, to me, one of the most awkward parts about, I guess, the atheism thing is just as a parent and trying to raise your kid respect so that they respect other people and their religion so did you did you teach your children or did you you know convince your children there was a santa claus oh my husband and i (laughs) thought over that one um i did not want to teach them about santa i was like no santa claus is fake training wheels for god thank you and i i like and Mm -hmm. i refuse and it was with both my wives Mm -hmm. um I am not Mormon. They were at different times. <laughs> yeah, I was kidding. That, the way that came out, I was like, yeah. God damn. Yeah. Not Mormon. Different mm-hmm. different times. Yeah. But not, both of them wanted mm-hmm. to like do it. And I was like, I absolutely refuse to, to convince my yeah. children that there is a fucking fairy tale mm-hmm. that's going to like, it's not happening. Just so you can burst their bubble later. But I will, like and, I uh, will refrain from, commentary. from saying Santa Claus is bullshit until they're four. <laughs> I kind of made that was that it. Four was my like, but after four, if they're like, mm-hmm. Dad, why? How does? Nope. I'm like, because I all I would say is ask your mom, right? I would just, see, but not. But at after four, I'd be like, there's no fucking Santa Claus, kid. My like, don't be stupid. Family who's very Catholic, they were big into Santa Claus and seeing how long, which like it's makes magical no to, sense for Catholics. Know, I right. I would not, I was of the opinion that I'm not going to lie to my child. I'm not going to look my child in the face and just lie about something that I know. So my, my compromise was I will play along until one of them looks me in the face and asks me if Santa is real and I am not going to lie about it. Yeah. So we just waited and our older son was four Yep. and he was just like, is Santa real? And I basically describe Santa the way I described God, which is that a lot of people believe that, but we don't. But it's okay if other people do, but we don't really think there is. But it's you can decide whatever you want, and we'll still love you. Uh, but yeah. he now actually I, was... It, the nice thing was it tore down all of the other ones, too. So the Easter Bunny and the Tooth yeah, Fairy. Yeah, and it's really... And, oh, I would... And he that told Tooth me Fairy. Later, I'm not giving you fucking money for pulling your tooth out, you little shit. Uh, My son, who's 18 now, told me later that when he 
figured out the Santa thing, and when I told him he wasn't real, and he found out the Easter Bunny wasn't real, it was a huge relief because he had been terrified of the Easter Bunny. And I had <laughs> no idea, but he thought the Easter Bunny was like the guy at the mall. That you shouldn't let him watch Donnie Darko. The Easter Bunny was in Donnie Darko. Yeah. Yeah. And he thought that the guy dressed up like the Easter Bunny came into our house in the middle of the night to leave candy, and my he's got a horrible anxiety disorder anyway. That's, that's so that fucking hilarious. But he was like. I, I felt so bad picturing my poor little three-year-old just being terrified of a giant rabbit bringing candy into our house. It Plus took a my, rabbit that lays eggs is an yeah. abomination. My younger son, it took a little long. I think he was six, maybe. But we did the same thing where I'm like, fine, you can write Santa. Um, I'm not playing along. And when he asked, I was just like, no. I mean, maybe, but no, I don't think he is. No. I think that's, that's going to be... That's me giving uh, you the presents. That should be an easy one for me because... <laughs> because Christine being raised uh, as a witness, uh, like they don't didn't have Christmas. Yeah, they d- they didn't have yeah. Christmas and shit anyway. Wow. So like all this stuff, like so that one that I, that won't be a that won't be a tough fight f- with Bear. Yeah. Um. But man, I love the shit out of Secular Christmas though. I am all about Christmas. Yeah. Shit, yeah. It's a great family holiday. It's I awesome. do all of it. I do all the secular shit. I even Fucking have a. Hate it. I have a nativity <laughs> that's got. Action figures in it, butters oh, is well, that's kind of cool. South Park. There's a T Rex. <laughs> Turns out my kids hate it. I thought it was cool, but whatever. I no, I love Christmas. Is my favorite. So now, now when like I have a, I have a grandchild now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus Christ, so old. How is he? Three? Hey, man. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe coming up on four. Um, but when I talk to him about mm-hmm. Santa Claus, I'm actually going to just get go right to the meat of it and get into the muscaria mushroom and the whole like flying oh, reindeer yeah. and all of that stuff. And, That'll be good. Yeah. He'll enjoy that. Yeah, you should have told him about Krampus and shit like Krampus, that. Krampus. Just, yeah. just drop a fucking Fuck. bomb on You want to talk about Santa Claus? <laughs> I did have to tell my four-year-old, the now 18-year-old, I was like, so listen, other kids do believe Santa's real. So tear it down. <laughs> and we don't want to make them angry. So let's just keep it to ourselves. Laugh at them. I had to tell him in first He in first grade had an argument with a girl on the bus over whether God exists and I was terrified that I was going to get an angry Have parent calling me. one of your children ever like got a little religion? No. So that's that's difficult. But they're going to rebel and turn into Republican youth ministers oh, and that's certain. my fear. Um, yeah. um, no, my oldest is a total like we tried very hard not to raise them as atheists. We were like this, this is what we believe. You believe what you want. Maybe you'll change your mind about what you believe. We don't care. You're still our child. I seriously cannot. But. It must have. I God, I can't remember which kid it was. That's weird. Mm-hmm. But I, one of my children. Mm-hmm. Man, I can't remember. But mm-hmm. got had a, went through a period of time where he mm-hmm. where he like was exploring religion and mm-hmm. and he like would he would pray before he ate and and shit like that, um, and. It was it was like a tough to be tolerant, you yeah. know, because it wasn't like I wasn't clear about what I believed. Yeah, like, you know, uh, I, I tried. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember if either of my children ever asked me if I believed in God, but I think like it was pretty clear that I didn't. So like, yeah, we didn't sit them down and we're like, hey, this is an atheist house. It was yeah. just as things come up, we were like, I even <laughs> tried to convince myself that I was religious in in my adult life. It wasn't that long ago. And, it know, was for a chick. Yeah, it was. I tried to convince myself I was vegan reasons. for a while. Oh, that's four fucking weirder. years. 
Mm. Veganism is a cult, man. Yeah, no, you'll, do, you'll do some crazy shit for women. No, I had to. I had to tell my son, let's not argue about God's existence on the school bus or at school because I had, when I had to explain to him that we were in the minority in town, like he just assumed everybody didn't believe in God. You've got to sit there and tell him, you don't want mommy to get burned at the stake, do you? And he, yeah, he was like, did you know my friend Mitchell goes to church? I'm like, yeah, most of your friends do. Um, you're the weird one, not them. Right, so pretty let's hard. not go to school and try to it was very awkward. Um, but he's he's actually much nicer and more tolerant of religion than I think my husband and I are. I One of his really good friends when he was a kid is Catholic. I assume still is. I have no idea. But he wasn't allowed to eat meat on Fridays at school. And so my husband told our son, oh, you should bring like a big sub sandwich and just eat it in front of him, right? And our son was like, why would I do that? That's me. I'm not an asshole, dad. And I know, and I'm looking at, he's like, okay, I guess. good." But he's like, that's just So he missed the whole mean part of being a teenager? I actually do think. Honestly, creepily, yeah. I actually do think that the the younger generation is just much better than us. They're so much better. Um, In some ways. In in other ways, not. like still assholes. Well, the, uh, the whole idea that you... But everything that like they're not better than us about is still shit that we did to them. So who, do we, who can yeah. we blame? There the one so thing that I the accepting. one thing that I worry about the younger generation that goddamn sounded fucking old right now um, is that they uh, they never have to stand. They don't. They never. They're, they're, they never have to stand up for themselves. It's the whole like you know the the whole like no bully zone so on and mm-hmm. so forth. I feel like if you never have to face adversity. When adversity strikes, it's difficult to to handle. But on the other side of that, like uh, Peyton, my youngest son, he's just fucking like mm-hmm. absolutely tolerant of like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's like, oh yeah, whatever, whatever you yeah. are. My, both of my sons um, are just, I look at them and I look at their friends and they're so much more kind and tolerant than we were as kids. When I look at the bullying that happened when I was in school, just the out in the open horrible bullying that I saw I spent a lot of time volunteering in my older son's classroom and I would just watch all of these kids and there's always going to be asshole kids there just always are nothing was perfect (laughs) don't you love that people act like they're like children can't be assholes yeah oh kids lots of kids are assholes but I would also watch these kids just be more accepting of each other and stick up for each other more and I don't know. They just see, and when it comes yeah. to issues like you know, diversity and gay, and I think a lot of that is, honestly, they're able to with the internet interact with so many more. Yeah, people. that's probably true. My son, my younger son, one day was trying to use Google Translate to speak Spanish, and I'm like, "What is?" And he told me he was talking to somebody to in Brazil. And they could speak English, but he thought it would be really cool if he could learn mm. some Spanish so he could talk to them in their language. Like that. Which is actually Portuguese. Whatever. Which would have, again, <laughs> I grew up in Brainerd, so how, yeah. I don't even remember. Which is, which is a, which is um, a, ba- a ways from Spanish. It's tough. If you, if you speak Spanish, it's true. hard to actually understand yeah. Portuguese. Some foreign language but, he wanted to learn. I told yeah. him to stay away from foreigners, but he didn't learn. Yeah. It, so. When Logan, <laughs> Lo, my, or Peyton rather, my, my youngest son, he, uh, 
like for a long period of time, a hundred percent of his friends were like online. Yeah. And oh, yeah. like both of my kids. It was it was kinda cool because he had like some friends from Germany, some mm-hmm. friends you know, and he had like all this different weird cultural experience and it, like yeah, it's cool. My, so it yeah. is like it's like me being born in, you know, Saint Louis Park and it's like n- it's just not abnormal to yeah. see people of color. It just they're just regular people. Like my oldest son is somehow really into Hong Kong politics. Oh, <laughs> Like I'm a ve- I'm very Damn. into politics, but I'm very into local politics, and I'm a typical American who just doesn't pay enough attention to the rest of the world. I hear shit like that, and it makes me feel like I was such a dullard at eighteen. And my son is just like, did you know what's happening in Hong Kong? Well, actually, it's kind of interesting because, like, Hong Kong, like China, mm-hmm. believes like mm-hmm. Hong, like that was super weird. That like mm-hmm. it's a super fucking weird thing that yeah. like Hong Kong is its own country, mm-hmm. but China. Doesn't like acknowledge that, mm-hmm. and we as Westerners, mm-hmm. well, not we, me and you, we can, but like political, politically, yeah, like you can't, like, wreck it. You can't say Hong Kong is its own country politically. You can't do right. it. Yeah. And then, of course, Trump, you know, bull in the China shop. He fucking does it, and and it's like which, which was, <laughs> which was, like cool mm-hmm. except he did it because he's an idiot yeah, he's he an didn't asshole. do it because he was trying to be to no. make a statement yeah. about like oh don't tell me what i can and can't say like we're he just had just no idea he, well, he had no idea mm-hmm. that hong kong wasn't so we weren't that it was supposed to be like a secret and mm-hmm. they should have made him just to just to qualify his statement they should have made him find it on a map <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah because it was like the the whatever it would be prime minister of hong kong called him like shortly after he he uh, his inaugural and he like took the call and made a big thing about it and it was like a huge deal for china they were was super it a fucking beautiful pissed beautiful phone call was it the best oh it was most the best phone call phone ever call? Oh, yeah i figured yeah it was great I've but been, <clears throat> but it's such that's so crazy that yeah. they're that you can't like acknowledge Hong Kong mm-hmm. is that is, so? Is that what your son is into? Yeah, well, let's have him on the podcast. Protests. I'm really he, interesting. He's a, he's an interesting child. Um, I pulled him out of school young, so now he has a whole thing. Um, he's got a horrible anxiety disorder, and he's one of those kids that I did worry about. Maybe I should be tougher on him somehow, or maybe I am coddling him somehow. Or but now that he's older, we have the best conversations about just everything about different philosophies and what he thinks about stuff and he tells me more about what it was like when he was a kid dealing with that terrible anxiety. How how old is he now? He's 18. Hmm. But he's when he was about 11 he was diagnosed with um, an anxiety disorder and it was to the point where I mean he was having full panic attacks every single morning before school. Like you know heart palpitations take me to the hospital it's a long, long story, but he's been on meds ever since he was, well, let's see, he got diagnosed at 10, and we waited a full year trying to do therapy, and it just... Yeah, sometimes drugs work. He just had to, and he became a different kid. Like, he, hmm. and he says all the time he's thankful that we did that, because right. he knows he would be a ball on the floor, just... But he's an interesting person, and I look at him, and I think when I was 18... I don't know. I drank a lot, and like my friends and <laughs> yeah. I hung out. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing. Like my my kids are like 
My kid has no interest in yeah. doing any of that. <laughs> right. When I was 18, I was Kavanaugh. Uh, right. Mm-hmm. When I was 18, I was just slutty, I guess. I don't know. Or you're one of Ka- you were a Kavanaugh girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was a Kavanaugh girl. Yeah. I. Oh, God. I, God, I hate that. I, I don't know. <laughs> let's just, let's I just hate America keep talking a lot right now. <laughs> oh, that's pretty easy so to hate. It's pretty hard for me to feel hopeful about anything, but I do feel like kids are getting better. And I, right. if I had a nickel for every time I had to listen at work to some old people start complaining about kids and their generation and their cell phones and their... And I'm like, you realize that throughout human history, that's just what everybody does, is complains right. about the kids these yeah. days. It and every mean, single fucking problem, like I said before, it's, like it's, it's us. Like We're the, the phones, that raise them. Those kids did not yeah. invent those phones. They did no. not create them, nor no. were they born with them. No. This is the world they live in, and we and we raised them, and our parents raised us, and those old people bitching raised our parents. And So this is a weird story, but um, Peyton, when he was about, mm, I would say 10 or 10 11, he got like super into Minecraft. Oh. And he started he started building these giant like sculptures in Minecraft in in this and like and they were like action scenes and they were two scale so it was like it was like he'd have his guy and then you know he'd do the bad guy or whatever and they were in these battle scenes these sculptures were fucking amazing and they were giant they were like 10 to 1 or whatever and the person i was seeing at the time was really critical of how much time i let him spend on Minecraft and i was like you gotta see these fucking sculptures because I'm mm-hmm. telling you if he made them out of Legos we'd be calling him fucking yeah. Picasso mm-hmm. and you and it's and nobody like, would have a problem with nobody it. would have a problem but because it's in this virtual world mm-hmm. like it somehow isn't real which it isn't because it's, it's virtual new. but yeah. he still put the fucking blocks together and they are mm-hmm. truly amazing yeah and uh, what's the chances he's gonna work with Legos you know what I mean? <laughs> the next, the, 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 he's, that's not, he's going to be working in some kind of digital environment going mm-hmm. forward. So the skills he's learning here mm-hmm. are important. And I think that that is I am true, that kids really are. lax person about screen. Like, it's weird because my, my brother and I have complete opposite parenting styles from each other. He is very much a he and his wife are overachiever parents. Every minute with their children is enriching and they are always doing things and they go places. And they Those are, people. They're really good. They cook them meals from scratch. My brother gets up and makes pancakes from scratch every single morning. I don't like them. Whereas I <laughs> make my kids feed themselves and one day my son was like, holy shit, you're making breakfast? I'm like, yeah, because my nieces were over and I had to cook for them. He's like, oh, I'm going to enjoy Pressure. this momming you're doing. But no, I am very hands-off with my kids. I don't I'm like, care yeah, I'm making breakfast for me. Screen time does not, I gave up on the screen time thing. I don't care anymore. Yeah, I never Because have. you know what? That's especially my older son. His he's got three best friends that he talks about constantly that I know all about because he tells me everything about them. They live in town. They're his age. They've never met before. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And when I ask him, I remember when he he's been hanging out with these dudes online since he was fourteen. And one of them he met because he rode the bus with a real life friend of his. 
another one like his dad owns and he's like yeah i don't really like him i don't really like him in real life (laughs) you know these these four the other one lives like down the road from us they have never met but they just they they, but they have this online every single day they're online and they're playing and i asked when he turned 16 i'm like why don't you have like a invite these guys over they could hang out they could spend the night and he looked at me like I was the craziest fucking person. Well, yeah. And because he just, then he's like, to... why would I do that? Right. I see them every day. I'm like, no, but like in real life, you could hang. And then he told me later, like the next, he's like, so mom, I told my, I told my friends what you said about how they should come over. And they were all laughing too. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You don't want to meet in real. I'm like, tell, the, tell your friends your mom is crazy. And until she can meet them in person, she's not going to leave you alone. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. But I know all about these kids. It's, and it's what not, like, it's like, uh, but that's his community. Yeah. That's what he does. And he, yeah, gets, Peyton has a, uh, like he does this every Wednesday. He, he, he's a, uh, uh, DM for a big, uh, uh, D and D game. Right. Oh. And it's like, it's like, I really, I really like mm-hmm. it, but he's like, um, yeah, I was looking at this new job, but, uh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't give me Wednesday nights off. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I told them they fucked themselves. So it, yeah. it's like because that's like his thing. He's yeah. like, oh no, man, I'm a DM, right? And he, but he's got like this huge group, and like they, you know, it's like really important to him. He put mm-hmm. ton, spends a ton of time, and I'm like jealous. Well, because I, I'd like to have a cool group of people play D and D with. That's something but, that I think is better about their generation is that they have gotten to figure out that that stuff is important to them and that it's okay to make that important and that their life doesn't have to be about a fucking shitty job that they hate doing all the time that they can kind of make their mental health a priority and make those things i don't know they get you know they get pegged as selfish all the time or but like that's good as humans we should have those things that i actually always i always that we find enriching and we shouldn't have to and you know, yeah. and, the, and the different, and the value, and different types of self care and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, my I agree. it's yeah. I think overall, again, there are some assholes. I've met other people's children, um, but for the most yeah. part, my son, my twelve year old, we went to Arts in the Park yesterday, and he very thoughtfully picked out a painting that he liked. He's 12. I'm just, I said, we're going to Arts in the Park. We're going to support local artists. That's why we're here. Here's some cash. Let's try to find some art we like and we'll buy it. And he's like, okay. And he ran off and, you know, he had his phone. So I'm like, please don't get kidnapped. Um, if I were a pedophile, I would come to a big event where there's kids. So I, like, it's going to be okay. That's another thing. That's, he, a, uh, that's another one of those things, I'm though, just, that's not real. It's not, I know it's not. That's why I'm like, it's fine. I don't stop. It's. I mean, it's not that kids don't get abducted. It is so it's just that they. Yeah, it's I mean, so it's so rare, too. Right. Yeah, and it's, it's people it, they know. If, if it's going to happen, it's somebody they know. Like, I, intellectually, I know. <laughs> but I'm also like, oh, what if this is the. But no, he ran away and he came back and he said, what's your favorite color? Like, purple, I guess. So he left again and then he came back with purple earrings. Oh. And it was very sweet. So you, had, he, you gave him money. I gave him to money. He go buy whatever yes. he wanted and he bought you earrings. Yes. But then after that, he still had more money. So he was again wandering around by himself. And I found him at a booth that was all like oil paintings. And he was talking to the vendor himself with his cash, handing it over, getting this painting. And he had just, he told me, he's like, no, I, lo- I couldn't decide between that one and the winter one, but this is a spring one. And like he did this whole. 
kind of grown-up thing where he just <laughs> could pick out the art, tell me why he liked it, deal with the guy on his own, uh-huh. give him the cash, and it was kind of like, oh, that's a very yeah, proud moment sweet. for me. I oh, yeah. He is much sweeter than my older son, who's kind of like... Yeah, same. He's more like me and is kind of a dick. Hope Log's not watching this, but... <laughs> but yeah. No, my, my older son is me... Just we both have very dark, dark senses of humor, and my younger son is just like a sweet little ball of yeah. sweetheart. And <laughs> me and me and Peyton, my so younger different. son, have always been gelled very tight. And then me and mm-hmm. my older son Logan, who is an awesome kid, he was a superstar in jujitsu and all that stuff, and we have a lot of shit in common. We butt heads all the time. Like, yeah. I want to like. Ugh. I have I I suspect that my young, which is it's not a secret, but my younger son and probably my older son i think they both are on the spectrum in some capacity i just based on a lot of personality things but it's hard because one of the things with autism is having a hard time recognizing sarcasm Mm. and i am sarcastic as fuck like i only speak sarcasm and i have had to teach myself how not to do that because right. when he That'd be tough. when I'm talking to him and I'm being sarcastic he he sees that as me lying to him mm. and he gets very upset about Interesting. it or he'll oh. be like you're not telling me the truth that's and he's you can see him trying to kind of parse out oh wait you were kidding when you said that right but I do it so much that I've had to really make an effort to be like okay no this I'm not going to and he's trying to understand that when I say things, and I've had to have conversations with my husband where I'm like, he really thinks that like when you're laughing at him, that you're laughing at him, that you're not, hmm. you know, the kind of teasing you would do normally with a kid where hmm. you do, he, our younger son thinks that you are being mean to him, or right. that you are lying to him, or that you are, and so it's, it's been interesting having to teach myself how to have some and Ugh. and my, my At this older stage of the son, game teaching yourself anything is difficult and my <laughs> older son is also a sarcastic piece of shit so like the entire family that's all we do is talk in sarcasm and i've had to really try to make an effort to be like uh. no i talk to him in a different way and i don't know it's interesting that you as you age still have to try to do new things yeah yeah, and it's weird how different two children can be that came from the same set of parents and live in the same house and grew up in the same totally opposite people. So I need to quit hitting the mic. But yeah, anyway, right. so. Yeah, well, should we? Uh, awesome. talking to you, yeah. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to do this again so we can yeah, talk I about told, yeah, I didn't I, even I get, get to yell them. about mansplaining or mansplaining or any. I had a whole mansplaining thing. Which, if you don't know, uh, is, is short just for explaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or man summing up if there's no time to mansplain. Um, yeah. yeah, it's just me telling you how to I do mean, something because really I'm man, a man. Mansplaining is just explaining. This woman has a doctorate in marine biology, but this dude who got C's in high school is going to tell her what dolphins are like. There, it's a very, very specific set of communications. That is not that how it is used. Well, in the vast majority of the time, I, 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 or at least not in my personal. What is it called? My learned experience. There you go. That's yeah. a, I fucking hate that. In my learned experience, mm-hmm. I have been accused of mansplaining, mm-hmm. when really what I'm doing. Is I'm being a man, <laughs> and I'm explaining how to do something mm-hmm. that you don't know how to do, mm-hmm. and it has n- nothing to do with your gender. Mm-hmm. 
it's just because you're a dumb dumb. <laughs> all right. So, like, if I'm explaining something to a stupid person, mm-hmm. it's just explaining. Just it doesn't explaining, matter what your yeah, gender yeah. is. All right. If I'm explaining it to a person of color, mm-hmm. it's not white explaining. Mm-hmm. It's just explaining. Unless it's explaining to them what it's like to be a black person. In which case, then it would be white explaining. Well, I don't go around so and explain <laughs> to women what it's like to to have their period because I'm sure it's super annoying. Um, no. <laughs> IUDs, by the way, if you don't have an IUD, ladies, now's the time to get one because um, improvised, <laughs> improvised explosive, explosive uterus. Exactly. Or? Yes. Yes. It makes your whole uterus explode. Um, yeah, Perfect. no, I, I do. I watch your guys' show sometimes and I will take notes and be like, no, 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 no. You're wrong about this and here's why. Yeah, you and so, you and my sister Shelly would yeah, get along well. Yeah. My brother once, my brother doesn't listen to my show, but he did once and he actually sent me a long text thread going, you are so wrong about this. And just actually, my sister Shelly watches every episode. She even mm. she was one of the ones that hit me up the other day. I've she said, is everything yeah. is everything OK with you? Because you guys haven't mm. put out any content. And I said, no, everything's fucking great. Um, just busy. She yeah, she was on the show. Yeah, yeah I, that I was the one where we talked deeply yeah. about <laughs> ancient civilizations and aliens. Yeah, that was a fun one. But uh, like she's. She's really our number one fan, but mm-hmm. she was always um, like, you know, correcting yeah. us, you know, and letting us know when we like are totally. I mean, we say some really weird shit like, mm-hmm. you know, like Neanderthals like 8000 years ago. <laughs> yeah. My brother is to the left of me. Like, he's, oh, my God. Well, he's also Yang Gang. He was a big Yang Gang. Guy. How far he's left not, do you have to go before you're right again? Oh, I don't know. He's, if, you go, if you go left far enough, you get your guns back. He's back. He decided to go back to school, so he's 40 now. No, he's 41. But he decided to go back to school, and he's going for political science, and he wants to run campaigns. Like oh. that's, He would be a terrible candidate because he does not like talking to people, and he's an introvert. But for some reason, he wants to. But he is. He was Bernie bro through and through, but hmm. he's also a realist and thinks it's really stupid that people are like, nope. I'm, if I can't vote for that guy, I'm definitely not voting for this. But but we could yeah, just solve it with run on, with with uh, rank choice voting. But yeah, I said true, something true. about Yang, and he had to something Andrew about Yang. Universal. Yeah, he's big fan of Andrew Yang, I, which I, I like. Too. I I am a fan of universal basic income. I think it's great, and we should do that. Don't know how I feel about it. I just but it. it's not. It's, I don't I know enough don't, about it. It, it, it. That's exactly it. I don't think that we have a good enough model for it yet, but. I think we could. I think when we had this pandemic and they just mailed us all checks, I think we could just keep doing that. Man. Yeah, except that it didn't so work very well. That experiment that they, uh, the, the San Francisco experiment with universal oh, basic, yeah. basic income, that blew up like a motherfucker. But that was so fucking, that's another instance where, like, of liberals being completely fucking stupid. Um, I'm not saying all liberals, even though I don't identify as a yes, liberal anymore are. because there's too much fucking stupid out there. But, um, the whole, uh, um, yeah. Well, we're going to give it to this. We're going to give it to this many people, mm-hmm. but half of those people have to be able to prove that they so are. That defeats the purpose. Yeah, they had to the prove purpose. that they were like uh, um, in the in the no no not at all. They had to prove that they were uh, LGBT YGM, oh. like they had to. And I'm like, wow. That they were like, like it was a you just status. yeah like you just had to fucking like 
be so inclusive point. that you're exclusive and fucking they fucked it up horribly. The whole point of universal basic income is that it is fucking universal. Right. That's the point. I mean, that's right. that you can't. That's it's in the name. The biggest, Otherwise, the biggest thing just, about Andrew Yang that I really mm-hmm. liked and which I think people mostly like overlooked mm-hmm. was not so much the universal basic income, mm-hmm. but how he planned on paying for the universal basic yeah. income. Yeah. And like basically like America we can afford it well what he basically like he was like you know Facebook Mm -hmm. um, Amazon all these people they're literally like profiting from our Mm -hmm. debt from your data right well they just need to pay for that and Mm -hmm. like his his plan to pay for it was far more interesting than the universal basic income they already do it in Alaska yeah kind of yeah but that's pipeline money yeah, but, but it's money that they get is, for not right. doing anything, <laughs> just for being citizens. Yep. But I have relatives who live in Alaska. They just get the money, yep. and it comes from a thing that, like... Yeah, it's from, it's from the We National have a model. Sure. It could work. It could solve so many of our fucking problems. It could relieve so much suffering. But people like Donald Trump need to have an extra yacht or two, so... Word. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> On I guess some note. people have to be homeless. Yeah, well... Thankfully, it's anyway. job. It's 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 uh, yes, it's job you. security for me. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> Secular Soup is my podcast. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I'm gonna check Don't that out. Don't listen to it. You You're can get more Amy it. on Secular Soup. It's she's had really she's had some really big celebrities. Huge guests. Kyle some Amundsen. Kyle dude on this one huge, time. Uh, um, huge, huge, huge star. The best. We were talking he's last night, and she was telling. I was talking about one of our fans, and she's like, "Yeah, he's been on the show." And I said, "I don't think so." And then I went, "Oh my god, he was." <laughs> you, <laughs> you forgot Kyle I, was on the show? Not. Kyle, a totally different, oh, a different guy. One. He's a fan, but I, I had a, I did an entire episode with this guy I, and forgot it existed. I forget people are on the show too, yeah. but I mean, I forget everything. So I, ever really, I forget I what we talk about too. five minutes after we talk about yeah. it. So Sometimes I wish I could forget when people were on the show. Yeah. I forget talking about you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, sounds good. We will see Thank you guys you. soon.
on a picnic in the country, mama, and stay all day. I don't care if I don't do nothing, just while my time away. I got the blues so bad one time, it put my face in a permanent frown. You know I'm feeling so much better, I could keep walking the town. Thank you.